Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 309, recorded on January 7th, 2021. Woo! On tonight's episode, we discuss all kinds of headlines. No, not that many, but we discuss some headlines, <laughs> uh, some stuff about next level games, delistings for Netflix, the launch of Super Mario World, uh, Bowser Fury, some Monster Hunter Rise demo issues, and our top 10 stuff, right? All off the cuff. I didn't write notes for this. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesse, you know what to do. What is up, everybody? It's episode 309 of Nintendo Dads, and we are back. Guess what, y'all? You leveled up. We leveled up. We survived 2020. It is officially, as of today, January 7th, 2021. And no, the United States is not a hellscape doomed to uh, failure. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, three. Oh, tonight is going to be a fantastic show. I am so glad to be back. It's calculating up before the show. It's been about three weeks since I've been on. Uh, and I miss you guys. Every single one of you. I even went out and bought a brand new webcam. Just for those of you who watch, no, I already had it for extra life. I just decided to use it. And here I am. Also joining me tonight on the show, three of my greatest friends in the whole world. And I mean that. All my heart. It's right here. Here's my heart. All right. Uh, Justin Masson, man, how the heck are you? Well, you know, what's going on, eh? It's great to see you. We're, uh, yeah, you know, it's, I mean, back to, back to Great Way North. We're here. You know, I have, I have been, this, this has, uh, I said it before, Thursday's energized me. I get excited for this. And again, it has been literally to your point, like three weeks since we did this last uh, with a group of folks. I'm excited for conversation. Uh, I know our chat is rattled up, man. I'm just ready. And I love the fact that, you know, I think as you said in the pre-show, this episode is usually dumpster fire, our first one. And Tim, Tim just, Tim just set it in motion. You know what I mean? He's just like, yep, let's, I don't need a script. At least Jesse knows the bumpers he's hitting. That's half the battle. But, but, you know, Tim's just rolling on, rolling on. Yeah. Hey, hey, Justin, while we're here on you, I want to ask this, uh, just for our audience, just for me too. uh, What's the, what's your favorite thing you got for Christmas? Oh, uh, my favorite thing I got for Christmas. I got a Super Mario manga book yeah never read a manga ever in my entire life and i got it and uh, there's so much going on so much going on in there that i'm a little bit uh it's it's intense and then like i got that and then followed by that was like this like canadian biography i was like yeah these these seem these seem appropriate like these seem to weigh my my reading choices either mario cartoon manga or like a 300 page autobiography about some of the greatest people who lived in canada all of it, by the way, is just Wayne Gretzky. That's that's every single one of them. So Wayne Gretzky and Bret Hart. Uh, that's exactly it, right? The yeah. uh, the two greatest uh, products of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, speaking of great products of the White North, Tim Off from Michigan. How you doing, bud? Doing pretty good. Did uh, you get that hat for Christmas? No, I've actually had this hat. I love that hat. Yeah, it's and uh, for those of you who are just listening to audio, it's uh, Tim is rocking a beanie tonight with eight uh, bit link. Yes. Sword going left and right, and then him holding up the sword in victory. It's actually one that I've had uh, for a while, and then found out if I remember correctly, Nintendo Guru had one too. Mm. Yeah, 
So we're I, both sporting that. Can I just say first, I love the, I love your hat. First, not called a beanie. It's called a toque. I'll let that be. U.S., that's fine. Also, your link in the metal looks like he's having a stroke. Does anybody else notice that? That that's just the original eight bit artwork, Jesse. Yeah, that, oh, that looks like he's having a stroke. That is pixel accurate. No, no, that's no, how no, he looks no, like no, in the no. game. Uh, blood pressure. <laughs> oh, and I, oh boy! Oh boy! I have it. Uh, Tim, what's your favorite thing you got for Christmas? Oh, oh. A, a lightsaber collection. The lightsaber collection, Star Wars book. Oh, so it's all about lightsabers. It's all about the different lightsabers up to this point, essentially. That they documented. So, I got gotcha. you. Without without being spoiler, do they talk about the dark saber? I haven't read it yet. Oh well, then sure. Look, well, they better. <laughs> it's like Let's... most of the books I buy. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is look at this pretty shiny. It's new so book. nice. Put it over here yeah. and never open it. I probably have twenty nice. different art books. I most of them are unread. It's in here. Buy them to I, have them. Guys, listen. In twenty twenty, I was in a book. I, I wrote part of a book. I haven't even read it yet. That's so, awesome. There you go. A dark saber. There you go. Love it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, that is awesome. I love that. A couple years ago, my wife got me the uh, Hyrule Historia. Yes. I haven't read mm-hmm. it. Yep. Haven't read it. Went to the timeline, looked at it, closed it. That was about <laughs> it. And went, this is way too confusing. <laughs> and they're going to change it in a, in a game anyway. So whatever. That's Something right. will take it over. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. Marty, while you're on it, why, what did you get that's your favorite? I, give me just a second, okay? I got to go get it. Yeah, while he's doing that, I'm going to say, are we sure this isn't episode 308 Delta recorded on December 38th, 2020? <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Jesse, how are you doing, sir? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm rocking a new ring light in addition to Ooh. add to my... Two lamps that I've been using for lighting. I think that's helping. You definitely it's, look more lit up. It's at least it's not because I've tried other lights in my face and they're like yeah. literally blinding and I don't like yeah. it. This one isn't blinding. Nice. It can be. I have the the light down, but at least default lighting is really bright. Well, you look great. I love it. Thank you. That was his. That was his favorite thing. Was the ring light? I didn't ask you. Was that your favorite thing? Uh, I'm trying to think of what I got. Uh, See, the ring light actually was a gift from work. They they said, hey, here's the link. Pick something. And I picked the ring light. Uh, I didn't get much from my family just because I'm hard to shop for. If there's something I want, I just get it. So I I, I think the most unusual thing that that surprised me was uh, like this this plant that's meant to go into like in the bathroom. It requires very little water, so just like the mist of a shower splashing around is enough water to keep it alive. So very huh. low maintenance type of plant. Huh. All right. Just, just so, just for so that I'm clear, you're not peeing in the plant, right? <laughs> no. Okay. I, no. So I think it, I think the plant is hanging. Yeah, it's shower. a hanging plant. It's in the shower. Yes. Huh. Not under the full stream, but just on the other side of the shower, where you know, just the mist of just the Sorry, shower we're still running. Not, we're still not talking about peeing, though, right? No. Okay. <laughs> I know we use the word stream, but we're not talking about peeing and showers. What? Come on! All right. Did you name the plant? No. Because I'm feeling like its name has to be Seymour <laughs> or Audrey. 
Oh, yeah, that would be good, too. Uh, okay, I want to show you my favorite thing. Yep. All right. Yeah. Here he is. Hang on. Oh, Here he is. Here he is. Oh, nice. I love it. It's, it's a, a baby. For those, for those of you that are not watching on video, it's a baby Grogu. Yes. Lego. Made, made with Lego. With, with, look, with his little little, uh, little ball. shifter ball there. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So much fun to build. Uh, and this one came with a really cool story. Uh, you can go check that out on my um, Instagram and, and uh, Facebook. That about it's a great story. That yeah. my son uh, wanted to buy this for me, and um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell it because I will get emotional. But yes. Anyway, uh, he joins my Lego Porg and uh, Tie Fighter and uh, Imperial Shuttle and ATAT and Jabba's Barge and Millennium <laughs> Falcon and the Sandcrawler and BB-8 and just a small collection. Uh, I feel like we need to do like a. I feel like we need to do a post show on season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do that. We haven't done one of those in a long time. No. Can we? Can we? Can we put a pin in that and do it next week? Yeah, of course we can. Let's let's do that. We've not done Nintendo Dads. What what, did we used to call Nintendo Dads after dark? Yeah, but someone someone took that name. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, somebody took that name. Why did we give that name away? <laughs> Why did we not license that? Like, I, what were I don't we know. thinking? But no, look, well, next week it'll be back and then we'll have a name. All right, I'm I'm down for this. Sandra, get the Dude. lawyers on the call. Get them on the line. So, I want to have a call about this. Get the lawyers we, on. Yeah. We have done it. We have done it for the dinner table for the Star Wars, last Star Wars movie. Oh. And it was called the cocktail hour. We still do the cocktail hour after we stop recording. But okay. we could do a cocktail hour of discussing Mandalorian if you like. Yeah. I, I think I think we've just been calling them bonus episodes lately. Yeah. I think we're up to like yeah. bonus thirteen or fourteen. Well we I'm- gotta come up with a good name. I don't know. Uh <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing guys. Uh we can we can navel gaze about that uh all night. But there's plenty to talk about as well as our game of the year uh <sighs> for twenty twenty. So let's go ahead and jump straight into the news. Do it. And Justin, please tell everybody who our news is brought to us by. Well, the news is brought to us by our amazing folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. We're over a hundred amazing supporters support us every single ye- month and keep this dumpster fire moving. And we greatly, some for greatly a year. appreciate some for a year and some why they ask themselves that daily like why do i do this but we greatly appreciate it keeps us ad free uh and helps support our content creation which is absolutely incredible we have some new patron supporters as well marty do you have that list available we do and uh it's just one this week mm-hmm. uh but we are very very thankful for abby Ecaveria. thank you so mm-hmm. much for coming in and being a patron of the show mm-hmm. one of the very few the proud the brave Nintendo gals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to like. I didn't want to call a Nintendo mom because I don't know. You don't know. Right, I feel like. So, I feel like. like I, I don't want to be offensive. So I feel like we should almost like make a badge or like a sticker or something for them specifically. Like it's it's like an elite. Or maybe badge. what we need to do, Tim, in the Discord is give them their own color for their name. Man, this is the hard-hitting stuff that we come out with, right, in 2021? <laughs> like, man, this is 
we're on fire. But either way, patreon.com backslash NintendoDeads. Thanks very much for helping us. We appreciate it. Yeah, and, we have a uh, lot planned in 2021. We appreciate everyone's support. Absolutely. Honestly. And I want to I want to stop right there and I want to just pause our part of the show and let you guys know about something big that we have coming up at the start of this year. Uh, hopefully you guys have been interacting with us over on social media, on our Twitter and Facebook page and Instagram. And you've seen that next weekend we will be participating in a uh, – I just want to call it internet-wide, gigantic, mega, super friends charity stream called Gaming for Guru. Uh, We are going to be raising money all weekend long for Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo Guru. Many of you guys know him from his own shows like uh, Yumi and Capri and uh, Breaking Bells and hundreds of comebacks that he has made. (laughs) But uh, all joking aside, Bobby is in uh, a spot. He has been in uh, the hospital since before Halloween, suffering from COVID-19, and then now recovering from COVID-19. And what we're doing is, along with nine other communities, we're just all coming together to focus in that weekend on raising as much money as we can for Bobby uh, through a GoFundMe. Uh, His family has set up a GoFundMe, and as of right now, I checked earlier, and the goal on that is $10,000, and it was sitting at just shy of $9,200. But here's the thing. We looked at that, and we said, um, just to be quite blunt, in the American healthcare system, $10,000 is going to do nothing to his bills uh, from being in the hospital that long. So what we want to do is we want to just go in and we want to take those three days and raise a schwack load of money, a butt ton of money, a veritable butt load of money for for a guru that weekend. I'm talking like I'm serious. Like I'm thinking twenty, thirty, forty thousand uh, dollars because his he and his family are going to need it. And so to that end, we're partnering with uh, Xbox Drive, PlayStation Trophy Room, Mega Dads, Joe After Work. Uh, Holly Crossing, Console Cato, um, Lizabelle, Mark, Car- Mark, Mark the Canardian, and play some yep. video games uh, to mm. have basically 72 hours dedicated to shining the light on Guru uh, and, and his GoFundMe. Uh, a couple of ways that you can help with this, okay? Number one is you can donate. Uh, and later on tonight, right after this show and all weekend long, we're going to be tweeting the GoFundMe link from our account. Uh, really, what I would love to do is have that $10,000 goal met before we ever start streaming and then uh, go from there. And from our extra life this year, guys, we know that that is something we can do. Our community can be a part of uh, because you you guys were amazing to us during extra life. Um, the second thing you can do is if you want to get in on it, uh, there's two ways you can do that. If you have, if you're a content creator or a streamer, you could stream anytime that weekend. We just ask that you use the hashtag gaming for guru because we're hoping people click on that and they, they see all that's going on. Right. And ultimately it drives them to the GoFundMe link. You can also go to our website, nintendodads.org where you could go get a link to our T public or Redbubble pages and buy gaming for guru merch. All right. So t-shirts, hats, uh, stickers, mugs, everything. And what we are doing is we are giving 
all of the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds of every sale go to Guru's GoFundMe. So the other way you can help out too is just by donating. Uh, and if you donate $10 or above, you will be entered to win. And Justin, maybe maybe I don't need to say this. I'm not going to say what, what we can win, but I'm just going to say this. Literally hundreds of prizes. That is, is, is that, that is, is that a correct accurate? statement? That is a that is a hundred percent accurate statement that have been donated by by the shows, by other content creators, by game developers and companies who have all come together. Guys, I want to just say this: like I was so blown away. Image Informed Games that uh, has already donated a thousand dollars to to Bobby to, to his GoFundMe. Uh, that was incredible, uh, and we are calling on if. If you're a dev and or a game developer and you listen to this uh, show and you're or you're connected with us in some way and you want to give codes or you want to help out, uh, Justin, can you tell them how to email you or get in touch with us? Yeah, it's it's, it's as simple as NintendoDads at gmail.com. That's it. NintendoDads at gmail.com. Uh, send me an email. I'm in our inbox and we'll uh, we'll get you connected and we'll uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah, and yeah. if you just want to put in the in the subject line gaming for guru. Yep. Uh, that way we'll know that that, you know, we need to kind of take a special look at that. But guys, it's going to be an amazing weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am so excited to kick off 2021 with some light and positivity uh, in the video game community. And I love that there's content creators from every walk of life coming together to do this from different continents, uh, from playing on different streams. And we are going to kick off that stream Friday morning. We are actually going to stream from 7 a.m. Central Time until 7 a.m. Central Time the next day. All right? Uh, So 7 a.m. Jesus Time, uh, all the way over into 7 a.m. Jesus Time the next day uh, is when we're going to, to, to be streaming. You're, and, and all of us, hopefully, will get to participate. We're going to talk about how we're going to fit into that. Uh, I know Tim's going to do the dinner table uh, during that time as well. And then uh, we're just guys doing it live. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> the one thing that we want you to walk away from this and know is this. Well, number one, we want you to donate. That's the number one thing we want you to know. Number two, this is not about us. All right. This is about Bobby. This is about raising a schwack load of money for him. It's about being a blessing to him, paying it forward to a guy who has worked tirelessly for uh, the podcasting community, content creation community, uh, and just giving back to him. And, man, Bobby, I hope someday you hear this and and you see the stream that's coming up this weekend and you know how much people care about you uh, and you know how much you mean to, to a lot of people. Uh, and so I'm super excited about it. Um, and this coming Monday is Bobby's birthday. And we're going to be doing a huge push for donations that day. But we're also going to be revealing the prizes that we're giving away that day. And we're also going to be revealing the stream schedule that day, the rest of the stream schedule that day. And so uh, you'll definitely want to look out for that. It's going to, it's literally going to be on all those people's social media all over the place. I hope yeah, that, that, there, was, there was a Twitter bomb a few days ago. Just the same message 10 times on all yep. the feeds. That, that was, was fun to that watch. That was on purpose. I love it. I love seeing all the reactions. Yeah. So, and I was on mute when I tried to say it earlier, but uh, thanks to Adam for the artwork. 
Oh yeah, that's that. Yeah, for, Adam Leonard oh, for from Megadads has done an amazing job for that. And y'all, there's literally been it, how many t-shirts sold? I mean, it's it's. I, I so I man our inbox, and my phone is going off so often. Like the invoices in here are absolutely ridiculous. The amount of people that are buying, like it's. I'm like, so I'm like, excited. Oh, we got an email. Maybe it's a no. It's it's a t-shirt. It's another t-shirt. It's another. <laughs> Uh, I was like, wow. So it's, I wake up in the this morning literally with, six stickers. <laughs> literally with invoices for all of our stuff. It's incredible. I want to say this right now in the chat. Mr. Sean Capri is here. Uh, Sean is also asking if uh, we, his chat is asking if there's any way that they could. Um, my chat wants one of the prizes to be a date with Justin Masson. <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make that happen. We can do that. Canadian <laughs> residents do, only, right? We can do that. Absolutely. Right. Or, well, no, 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 no. Let's back up. Let's back up here. It's in person for Canadian residents. It's a Zoom date. A Zoom date. For, for anywhere else. Right. I'll I'll figure out a way to like DoorDash or skip the dishes a little bit Chipotle to your house. We'll treat you <laughs> real good. You know what I'm saying? Real nice. I love it. I love um, it. And then Where actually the, in the chat. I'm, I'm putting uh, in for that. What yeah. happened to Jesse? He went radioactive. <laughs> Sean is saying here, Bobby's mom is in my chat listening to you guys. She said she saw Bobby smile today. That's she awesome. hasn't seen his teeth in two months. So, man, that's just, that's incredible. That's thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. I love it. I love it. And uh, Bobby, man, and your whole family, thoughts and prayers. We love you guys. We, um, man. I, I don't know people what else to say. And, and people probably jump in the chat and they're like, I just want to know if Animal Crossing is the game of the year for Nintendo. Well, speaking of Animal Crossing, <laughs> we are going to be playing some Animal Crossing on our stream in honor of Bobby. And if you go over to our Twitter, somebody has recreated the Gaming for Guru shirt yep. and icon in Animal Crossing. Uh, and you can go get those. Um I, I hang on. I'm sorry. I want to call. I want to call him out because as soon as well, while you're doing that, I, one of the things I want to do, and I'm going to need help because I don't know how to do it. But he did such a great job at it. Was the uh, deal or no deal show that he did on his Animal Crossing mm -hmm. island? Mm -hmm. I want to know how I can put that together and do it during the stream. You know, during the stream too. That's so, a great idea. Um, oh yeah, that would. Be but cool. I'm going to need help with that. Yeah. <laughs> We're all, all right, we're so, all um, excited to be doing you it. Go, go yeah. over to Twitter at jmillyvids. That's J-A-Y-M-I-L-L-Y-V-I-D-S. Uh, and you can find uh, the speed build they did for Guru. And you can find the T-shirt designs as well where you can download those. And yeah. thanks to those guys for putting those in the game. That's pretty awesome uh, as well. Uh Guys, I know that's been a lot of uh, a lot of promotion, but we are all in on gaming for Guru. Mm -hmm. uh, we wanted people to know that and know about it, and uh, you will hear about it on next week's show as well, because we'll be hours away yeah. from the stream. So let's uh, very quickly hit a few news beats here, and then we'll get into our game of the year. Uh, Do it. It, was it was revealed this week that Nintendo has purchased Next Level Games to make it a wholly owned subsidiary of Nintendo. LTD uh, that is pending shareholder approval March 1st. If you have are not familiar with next level games, you're probably more familiar with their product than you are their games. Uh, that would be Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon and Luigi's Mansion three Metroid Prime Federation Force did a lot on the Wii punch out Spider-Man friend or foe Mario strikers charged. And on GameCube, they, uh, on GameCube, they handled NHL hits pro and Super Mario Strikers. Um, 
they have developed games for Xbox and PlayStations before, but mostly they've been focusing on Nintendo for at least the last nine to 10 years. This is fantastic. Uh, what I didn't know is that Next Level Games is in Canada. It's Vancouver. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, you had to do that. <laughs> don't don't talk about that place again because he'll mm. do it every time. Uh, and they'll start talking about toques and poutine. Listen up, listen up now, you hoser. Get yourself a two for and get your stick on the ice, eh? Come on now. Uh, I, I'm just excited about this says. simply because uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 was amazing. And it was one of my favorite games of 2019. And I think, I mean, I really think that the success of Luigi's Mansion 3 played a huge role in why they're buying next level games. Uh, I would love to see, I mean, I think this, this gives us hope for another punch out. And I think it also gives us hope for more Mario sports games, which I know some people have been very, uh, very uh, vocal about wanting. Uh, I mean, at least the soccer game, right? I would, I would yeah. not at this point. I would not mind another Mario soccer. Yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting, right? And, and so the the thing that um nowadays, right now in the and so I'm going to put on my business Justin hat right now. I saw the I saw the chat call out business time. Uh, but let me let me just let me make this kind of clear here that this is actually really really important, and this should actually kind of get you to stand up a little bit and take notice. Now, the landscape that we see in video game companies, especially like Place, you know, Sony and Microsoft, acquisitions <clears throat> not uncalled for or not unheard of, right? Uh, Insomnia Games, right? Uh, Sony bought them. Obviously, the massive acquisition that Xbox and Microsoft did with Bethesda recently. Microsoft actually was kind of going on. Microsoft or Xbox was going around like game companies were slots on the Monopoly board, right? We got all the green. We got all the red, right? They're, they're picking up every shot. Nintendo specifically making that move is very interesting because they don't do this often, like at all. If memory serves me, the last actual acquisition they made was Monolith. Yeah. And I think that was back in like 2008. Like this is not a, this is not something that you hear very often. So for Nintendo to make this move, this is a pretty big like, oh, so they have plans, they have ideas. And I think this is great because the other nice part of this, if you think about it long term, if you buy other shops, right? So you buy Next Level, you buy Monolith, these are, and they're now part of your roster, right? You're bringing on more capacity, you're bringing on more resourcing, you're bringing on more talent which potentially means that you're pipelining a little bit more effectively as opposed to, hey, we're going to go out to a third party and we'd like for you to do work on our game. And they're like, well, sure, look, and I can do that. But actually, I've got other I've got other projects. I've got other priorities. I need to know if this game is going to sell enough, right? They have to do a little bit more vetting and a little bit more kind of the financing around it. We now have to realize that this company, Next Level Games, is, is bankrolled by Nintendo. Right. So their funding, their resourcing, their talent pool has now grown and they now have a more direct line. So so I think when you think of the future, like what does this mean? First and foremost, this doesn't mean like tomorrow. Right. We're getting a a Mario's, you know, Luigi's Mansion four. But what it really means is that in in three, four years from now, we're going to see that fruition of like 
boom, here's a game in, in April from, from next level games. And it's not going to be a shock and it's going to be, and it can, it can be a Nintendo IP. And we see here, you know, Luigi's mansion, Metroid prime, Mario strikers. They've allowed, they've allowed next level to play with some of their IPs, like kind of broadly, but not, not in the mainline format, right? So I think now them having this opportunity, I think, oh, is actually Luigi's quite incredible. Is pretty close. Yeah, to yeah I, would, I would say they made. I think they made it more mainline than they ever. Well, had and, that, and that's probably that's my next argument. I think Luigi's Mansion of all these is the most mainline, and they did such a banger job with that that they moved it forward. Uh, I can't even remember, and I'll have to pull up maybe Jesse. You can pull up really quickly where Luigi's Mansion is landing in the MPD numbers uh, recently as well. I think it's a huge acquisition. I think it's a great move. Uh, very interesting for Nintendo. Interested to see where the future lies. Uh, I was just, while you were doing that, I was looking up, uh, you know, studios that Nintendo owns. Mm-hmm. And I found out, that, I mean, that's a pretty short list. It's a, it's a pretty, there, there are studios that are affiliated with Nintendo, but out of, uh, besides four internal development teams, two of which are based in Redmond, Washington, one in Paris and one in Kyoto, there's only six other um, development houses that Nintendo actually owns. One Up Studio, IQ, Monolith Soft, Indie Cube, Retro Studios, and now Next Level Games. So they're they're moving from five to to six. Compare that with Microsoft, who over the past year has even well, just almost I mean, like 40. two years, yeah, yeah, uh, and still doesn't have any games for their next gen system. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't do anything with it. And Alpha I'm Dream. saying that before Xbox, like before Sean Capri ninjas me or something, like I've got a PS5 and I, I'm in the same boat. Like I was at Walmart today. And I was like, hey, I wonder if there's any new games out. Nope. Nope. I'm just going to go home and play Spider-Man Remastered again because there's no <laughs> games. Uh, I know they're coming. Like I get that, but like, I, this is a huge win for Nintendo. I'm not bashing those other companies. I'm just saying that, like, we're getting to a point where <laughs> do, you, do you guys feel like sometime in the future, like in the next five years or so, it's going to be like uh, this game is either made by Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft, and that's it. Pretty much. Well, you know, well, like, well and, and that's and that's a little bit of the challenge, right? Is that when you you know when you move a company in in house, right? You 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 acquire them, then your lines become a bit more drawn, right? You, you're, it is defined as like, you know, Hey, you know, Hey, I'd love for, I'd love for Spider-Man to come over to, um, to Nintendo. It's not going to, yeah. not because the switch can't do it. Like I know they can't do it, but it's like, well, it, it won't because insomniac is owned by Sony. Right. Well, so that's you, definitely you, not happening. Using a previous game, like the, the Spider-Man that we talked about that was released on GameCube was also on PS2 and, and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, but now we know any game they make won't be correct. Yeah, when they're when they're free, when they're when they're I'm going to use the word quote unquote free agent, right? They have a little bit more liquidity to be able to kind of go where they where the yeah. need is, the want is, and they're able to access that. Well, and then, when you are an in house, you're done. And it also depends on who's publishing it. You know, they didn't self publish that game. I think it was EA. I have yeah. I looked it up. I forgot it, but but yeah, uh, at least yes. now everything will be Nintendo. Uh, Luigi's I was going to ask 3. if you found those numbers because I, yeah. I had them too. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3 as of September 2020, so about 10 months on the market, uh, was uh, 7.8 million copies. That's great. That's great. I mean, if you think about that, it's practically... It, it was in the top 10 and then had fallen off. Yeah. 
So yeah. it's still top fifteen. I like. I'm hard pressed to think of of you know one of my uh, in 2019 a game that I th- I thought was better than Luigi's Mansion. It was fantastic. It makes me want to go play it again. Just talking about it, but I've yeah. got too much to play. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, let's talk about some delistings that Nintendo uh, did this week. Nintendo has delisted Netflix or is delisting Netflix from the 3DS and Wii U eShops. Those services will be shuttered on June 30th of 2021. Yeah, yeah the apps cannot be downloaded if you haven't already had them. They're, they're already off. Oh, they're you, already gone. Yeah, okay. you can read. I think you can re-download if you've downloaded them before. But yeah, then those services will be will be uh, done at the end of uh, at the end wow. of June. And that's with no sign of Netflix coming to Switch at all. So, who knows what's going on there? Also, over 250 DSiWare games have been delisted only from the North American 3DS eShop without advance warning. Uh, other regions have not been affected by this, but it's also most titles were released before mid-May 2011. I, I'm a little hard pressed to find who would still be interested in DSiWare uh, at this point. I mean, I'm sure there were some good games, but guys, we're we're way past due date on that. Right. But but the fact that it was North America only, a lot of people are thinking maybe that was done by mistake. Because they've historically given us a warning when things like this are going to happen. Sure. And when it does happen, it happens worldwide. So maybe something, a, a certificate expired, that happens. Or something, some, something silly yeah. like that might have happened. And it could be brought back. Or, it, or they're gone. We don't know. Hopefully they say something to give something a official word. I, I don't uh, – with that number, I can't see them bringing them back. Like, I, I just feel like they'll probably delist them everywhere else. <laughs> Maybe they were supposed to be delisted and America just jumped the gun. I don't know. That's also possible. Uh, also in the news this week, Nintendo launched the Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury webpage, but still has no information regarding what Bowser's Fury is yet. It only says, come back later for more details. Well, Nintendo, we've been coming back since like July or August uh, for more <laughs> details. It's kind of time, right? Kind of time. Um, what's the likelihood here, guys, that a Direct comes out that is just Super Mario 3D World focused before this game launches? I think they have to talk about it. You know, maybe not a big video, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Or do you think it's just going to be like, hey, it's the Animal Crossing update time. We've uploaded it to YouTube. I, I don't yep. think it'll be a two-minute video. Mm, nope. I, it's going to be it's going to be on the social medias. It's going to be a trailer. It's going to be three minutes long, and that's what it's going to be. Uh, I do think it'll just be dropped with no warning. <coughs> but I, I, I think it. I think it'll be more like a ten, at least a five-minute video. If you, if you think about video. this. The the reveal of Paper Mario was just a social media drop. Yep. Yep. I it, it's funny, right? So I mean, you know, this is coming a bit off script here, but there are these massive rumors going around right now of like here's all the the we're getting a Nintendo Direct next week and here's the leaked papers, right? Soft and all this war. kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's all the exactly. software launching. All the software is coming. I so here is my and I guess this is I mean this is this is moving us into next week's like predictions for 2021. I don't think we're going to really get a mainline Nintendo Direct anymore. 
Um, I, 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 we might get one, maybe two a year mainline. And so that's not a direct mini. It's not a partner showcase. It's not an indie thing. I think they've transitioned themselves into these small PR beats as opposed to these large scale ones. Um, so unless Nintendo is like, this is what we are going to do for Q1. I don't think you get that. I think it's a, I think it's a surprise drop on Twitter and it's a five minute little trailer. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a direct. And, and because of, you know, the COVID delays, they know what's in the pipe. We don't yet, but they don't know when it'll be ready. So that's yeah. why we've been getting two or three games released last year. They didn't tell us until it went gold. And I yeah. think that's going to continue. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I just don't think it'll be a direct. I just think it's a, I think it's an email blaster. Sorry, I tweet something. Do you think that, um, I know this is not in the doc, Justin, but I just want to—I want to chase that rabbit a little bit because mm-hmm. you—you shared a video again on our social media this week about how to determine fake from fact and different mm-hmm. things like that. As far as, uh, and that was from back in October, uh, you know. Yep. Here, here's the thing: Do you think Nintendo's strategy of communicating in these choppier bits, smaller bits, but more focused, like here's a third-party direct, here's an indie thing? Do you think that's better? Like, do you think that's doing uh, is better for them than a regular direct? Or what do you like? I I th- I, th- I think so, right? So what I what I believe that they have pivoted to is is this short form small burst communication. But what we see is frequency increases, right? So when frequency increases, um, the 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 hype is a little bit different. Um, it gets its own beat. It kind of gives the more attention to whatever was specifically in that direct, as opposed to getting lost of like, hey, here's all these amazing games. You're like, oh my gosh, look at this. You know, Spelunky's coming. Oh yeah, and by the way, did we mention mention here's Metroid Prime Four? And you're like, sorry, sorry, did someone say anything else other than Metroid Prime Four? Do you know what I mean? Like, it just you, it it just obliterates the the obliterates all the other conversation. So Nintendo is, I think, is almost like parceled out these tiers and these these really deliberate communication streams that they have the ability to work on. Um, the other part of it is that Nintendo Directs, Nintendo Directs itself create a level of hype that is unrealistic and unimaginable, un- right? And so I think when those become so large and very often meet miss expectations, the gap, be, the 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 dip becomes so much further, um, so much deeper, and so much more challenging, and the gap feels wider. So I think this like frequent PR beats of like every two to three weeks with something, I think is the right pace. And again, it's short formed, it's quick, it's condensed, and it's centralized. I think it's a smart method going forward. Um, I would love to see like, hey, here's forty minute direct. I love those things, but I don't think that's the direction they're going. And I think to Jesse's point, when you don't really know, because like. The, the Nintendo strategy of like these are the games that are gold for us essentially, right? And then we then we kind of pack in everything else. Like basically, what's happening is that everything else is ready, but the the bigger things aren't. So why are we waiting? Okay, so then let's parcel this out. Let's find a different way and allow for this communication to go. And so I think it allows puts them in a better positioning because those indies directs where they do have fifteen to twenty games to talk about at a during a presentation, the games that, that aren't out today, the probability of them releasing when they say they are 
is mm-hmm. probably only 15 to 20%. Most of them yeah. are delayed. It's true. I know because I've been tracking this stuff for four years. Yeah. <laughs> well, just look at uh, Super Meat Boy Forever, right, Justin? Mm-hmm. Shown mm-hmm. off in 2017, and it just slipped in at the end of 2020. Yeah. And I'm not blaming them. They, they, they were working on it, it but – I think that I, I really like have thought about it and I, and I enjoy this smaller, choppier style better. Uh, I think that the engagement, not only video wise, but also on social media by showing off things is really good. And I think save the big direct style presentation for E3, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and then do the choppier stuff all, all throughout the rest of the year because. Unless you're going to use like uh, Shinzo Abe right now, uh, I think that's his name, that was the director of Mario Odyssey uh, and the guy who did all the magic tricks when they showed off the Joy-Con yep. and stuff. Who, who is their figurehead that is kind of like the the upfront hype man? Because it's not Doug Bowser. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that like I'm not knocking Doug Bowser. It's just like everything we've every time we've seen him on video – He's not that. That's not who he is naturally. Well, and I, and I, I think the Uh, other part. I think the other part of it as well, especially we saw in 2020, was was so many people began to and not began in 2020, but had before, began the replication of the Nintendo Direct method, right? And it really much became very much became a meme. Um, and, and so I think for them to say that's not kind of how we're doing it anymore and repivot, um, I think since Reggie's pat or since Reggie's transitioned away, I think since um, Awada passed, right? They just haven't had that kind of same personality into them, the, the same level of life. So that's where you're finding these voiceovers, right? And, and that's okay; they do their job. Um, so I think they're still discovering what they need it to be. I've, one thing that I would like to see when the pandemic does end and we're kind of back to normal or whatever is for those voiceovers to be over with. And let's put some faces and bodies with those voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it, that's the only thing that I would change. I think it adds a little life to the presentation. Yep. I know even when they were doing the indies back when Damon was there, yep. uh, just having him on screen, like it adds a little something to it. Yep. But yep. I get why they're not doing it right now. What yep. we don't need is more treehouse directs where people are sitting in their room uh, and playing Beyblade or whatever, sure. you know, yep, for, yep. or Paper Mario for 50 minutes. Yeah, that did not work. Like that, I don't think that did anything to sell that game. I think that's probably why we haven't seen that since then. Yeah, uh, I but agree. Once we're once we're all back together and and you know we're vaccinated and all that good stuff, I I think let's go back to some some form of host. Yeah. Now, speaking you know of, who could, you know who could do a great job at that? I'm just throwing a bone out here. This well, guy. yeah, that yeah, you could do a great job. I was thinking Jose Otero. Love it. I, Love I mean, it. like, I feel like, and I like a lot of other people. I think probably feel the same way that like the dude was a fantastic podcast host. Yeah, and that's a little bit of wasted talent, right there. Yeah. Like, hey, speaking of Nintendo Directs, did you know that there was a Monster Hunter Direct today? I did. And there was a demo that was supposed to come out today, and apparently mm-hmm. it's out for some people like you. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Tim and I can't get it. And like I also, right now, if you, I also queued a download, and it hasn't downloaded yet. Yeah. So uh, I queued a download about an hour ago. No Monster Hunter. I got Mortal Kombat though. Uh, no Monster Hunter. Hunter, and it said if you don't see it yet, maybe it's server issues. I just uh, I'm having a problem with the idea that there's 
so many people downloading the Monster Hunter demo that uh, like I'm I'm not saying it's fake news. But Monster maybe Hunter, I'm saying it's Monster fake Hunter news. does really well in Asia, doesn't it? It does. So I'm wondering if maybe that server's I don't know. So uh, from the I would think today, that each I, region would have their own servers. Yeah, I was, I, after I said centers. that, Jesse, I was like, I wish I pulled that back. <laughs> Did any of you guys watch the direct today? I slept through my alarm. I had intended to get up, but I slept right through I, my alarm. I didn't I, even know what was scheduled. I didn't even see the video drop in my subscription list, so I'll have to go back and find this. I'm going to have to be honest that I, I totally missed it. I totally forgot it. I meant to check it out because, as Justin and I were talking about before the show, uh, I like, I kind of am interested in it. Like this caused you to, uh, to cancel your age of calamity pre-order. Well, well, age of calamity caused me to cancel my age of calamity pre-order. Let's be, let's be right honest there. Uh, but I just moved my funds yes. over to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So third, third strongest mole says he, he got it eventually, but it was like 45 minutes later. Oh, wow. Well, it's probably backed up like me after Christmas. What I half uh, think it's doing is maybe if it is downloading, but it's not telling you until it's complete. Maybe there's some, some, maybe something new with the latest update. I don't like it, but that's no, a sir, possibility. No, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because the, the, the game that, that, that I tried to download earlier did show up and it was ready Here, to go. Here's a, here's a great question um, for all of us. Why was this not available today at eleven when the or twelve when the eShop updated? It makes no sense for like to hype this and say it like here's the direct and a demo's coming and then you go to the eShop and by the way the eShop today was absolute crap uh, like yeah. all the shovelware is coming out right yeah. now. I didn't uh, even look at today's PR so I don't. Oh, it's I, so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, the uh, but anyway, why? Where is it? Why? Like I, I went. Like I purposely waited an hour. Like I was like I'm busy, and then I was like twelve o'clock. I was like, oh, I'll set it to download while I go to lunch, and then I'll come back and it'll be ready, and I can try it out. Wasn't there? It was. It was very odd because any time. So so my so always my commentary is this: if you have a surprise drop or a direct that occurs at the hours of seven, basically before. 8 a.m. Pacific time, that means you are getting a big out today, a big mm -hmm. surprise. So um, be prepared for that, right? Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. Yep, for sure it's going to be out. And they did say it. I have no idea why it took so long, though. Well, let me just allow, the, take this moment to, to say here, it's 2020. Nintendo, get your crap together about your online stuff. That's That's it. There's no other way to say it. We don't need to spend a lot of time on it. It's just time. Uh, the, if there's a Switch Pro or something coming this year, it's time to overhaul the whole thing and get it right. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, there it is. That I, like, I, if you want to at me on that uh, and debate me, don't. Because they need to get their crap together. Tim, are you excited for this game? I'm stoked for it. I've got the collector's edition pre-ordered uh, nice. because of I've always wanted to jump in on this game and I never got to. So, no, I haven't played a Monster Hunter game you, before other than the demos. You love your special editions. I do. Not and that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, if a game has a special edition, you're going to If get it's it. something I'm interested in, and yes, I will get in, especially because it comes with an Amiibo. 
So, and that's another reason why I, I'm cautiously optimistic about this, but I remember playing uh, the demo. I think it was, was it monster hunter four that was out on the, the 3ds? Yeah, I think so. And I didn't like it. Like it, and I, maybe it was because I hadn't ever played a monster hunter game. Like it didn't give me enough help in the beginning right. like for me to truly understand what I was doing. Uh, and so to me, that's not a great demo. Like a demo needs right. to be teaching you how to play the game and, and wetting your whistle. Right. Yep. A little bit uh, to, to, and like it also, I, I think a great demo like this needs to cut off in the middle of a boss fight, like right before you you beat it. Like if you're about to take down a monster, like you get to a certain percentage health, boom. I think I've seen that before in some demo. <laughs> I, I think that's where I, you got to do that. It's yeah. the hook. You know, you, it is you the hook. gotta hook people. It's, I am looking forward though because it is portable as well, and yes. it's probably because of how big this these games usually are. Will be a game I'll probably be playing for probably all of twenty twenty one. For for people who haven't played Monster Hunter, are these like sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred hour games? It's like whatever you put into it, but yes, they're pretty large. Yeah, things, so they, it's like Diablo, where. You, you kill things to get loot to get to kill bigger things to get bigger loot. So, but this isn't just getting the loot. This is getting materials to create the materials, loot. Yeah. So yeah. you got you may have to grind the same enemy over and over again. That's my understanding of it. I have I've only ever tried playing Monster Hunter Try on Wii, and that didn't last long. I'm I'm gonna say that um I Monster Hunters always seem very hard for me to want to try and get into. Yeah. This game, just when I saw the trailer, kind of caught me. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And then the other part of this was that last year I played Dauntless. And Dauntless is Monster Hunter, but just the hunting part. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like, that I'm all about. <laughs> like, that's super easy. Yeah. Jump in, go fight monsters, do it as a squad, jump out. I was like, I am in like Flynn. So Dauntless may have been to me like this kind of like entry level the to gateway. get into Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where a franchise before has felt a little bit too huge. So I am excited to give this a shot. I liked from what they per- previewed before, and I haven't watched the the direct of this either yet. I have it queued up in my YouTube to watch eventually. So I do want to watch it. But one of the things that, that I liked about it was some of the, the breath of the wild elements, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things that we're seeing again, in a lot of games coming out, the influence that breath of the wild had on a lot of developers are coming through on more and more games as they come out. And that one of the things was the, what they call it, the vertic verticality of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you, so there's more of that. And uh, I'm, I'm still calling I'm intrigued. Speaking of that, I'm still calling that this dude is a is a Smash DLC character because of that so. fairy thing where you throw it out and it's the wire bug or whatever. Yeah, where I wouldn't you be zip surprised. upwards. It's 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 the up B. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And there's and the Monster quick, Hunters already in the game. Let me just point out something that I noticed earlier, but I thought I was mistaken, but I went back and looked to make sure. The Monster Hunter Twitter site, the one that we retweeted along with, I think, the Direct, both say the demo is available on January 8th. Today is still oh. the 7th. Well, but it's on my Switch. But it's, but it's out for some people, yeah. yeah. So. Did you download it on your Ireland account? No, I did not. It was on, it was, I even checked, it went directly to the North American page. Well, um, the other thing I would say to is... to the, uh, the Nintendo Voice Chat podcast forums, uh, someone just asked this. 
Why is it not downloading? And someone says it's delayed. Took 20 minutes for the icon to show on my home screen. Another person said servers are being overwhelmed. Interesting. Uh, the question I have is, and, and again, none of us watched it, but I don't know if maybe someone saw some notes somewhere. Is uh, is is saved progression? Is that happening here? Like, you know, we've seen for Pikmin, th- what we saw for Pikmin 3 and for Age of Calamity and everything else, like, with the demo, is there, hey, you've got, you know, an hour, two hours in. You don't have to do that again? Do you know? I'm looking it up right no now. No progression. Third strongest mole. No progression. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. So which which means it all over again. if it's similar to, like, say, Bravely Default, it's not the start of the game. They throw you somewhere in the yeah. middle. So yeah, it makes sense right. for it to not progress. Yeah, you know, guys, doesn't I'll, support it. I'll, I'll just play it after the podcast and I'll tell you what it's like. <laughs> Why don't yeah. you stream it after the podcast? Because I probably need to go to bed. That's but true. I might. That's true. But I might. Well, guys. Some, some of us still have to work on Fridays now. That's true. I haven't worked on a Friday in two months, so it'll be weird to be back. <laughs> uh, I I'm, going to, I'm going to see my mom tomorrow, which is kind of like work. Um, <laughs> but without further ado, you guys were not here for these little paltry Nintendo beats, uh, news beats this week. You were here for the Game of the Year 2020 discussion. So let's jump right into that. Do it. Mole does say it doesn't start you out at the beginning. You get a preset armor. So it's the same thing Ah. at Bravely Default. Okay. Okay. Cool. So uh, we have come to you guys tonight with our top 10 lists of the 2020 we have asked our patrons to send in their top 10 lists of 2020 uh what we're going to do tonight is uh we're just going to go to each individual person and get the top 10 list uh all i would ask that you would do is uh we do have honorable mentions as well but uh as you give your list start with 10 and go down to one all right i, I just think that 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 kind of helps build the anticipation a little bit um, and Tim, we're going to start with you. I was, was going to say, are we doing all the tens first, Marty, or are we doing it yeah. person at a time? I'm sorry. Let's do we want to do we want to do a, a quick run of like uh, ten to five, and then at five we take a bit more time. Oh yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I think that's a great idea. We should, we probably should have talked about this before that's okay. we went on air. That's so you're, totally just going, you're just going you're just going uh, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, and then stop at five. Do not reveal five. Do okay. we want to do our honorable mentions now as well? Or do we want to talk uh, about it? I figured we can do honorable mentions after the ones. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, so Tim, 10 through 6 for you. Okay. Number 10 on my list. Let me make sure I'm doing this right and grabbing the right one because I have honorable mentions first. So grab this. All right. Number 10 for me is Boomerang Fu, released on 8-13-2020. That game has been a blast for my son and I to play, so I had to put that on the list. Number nine is Catherine Full Body. It's actually, I put it on the list because of, although a very strange puzzle game uh, <laughs> and story altogether, it, I still had to keep playing just to find out what the ending would be like. So I, and it was, it kept my, kept me intrigued. Um, number eight is Faria. It's a card-based game, a uh, card-based battle game. 
uh, it was released on, and sorry, Catherine Full Body was released in July 7th, 2020. Faria was released on 8 13, 2020. Um, and that's a card based battle game system, kind of like your Magic the Gatherings and all that kind of stuff. And just, it's a great game for me to have on my system to be able to go to and just jump in and play it, you know, a couple rounds and stuff like that. And I know you guys probably have some, you guys have talked about, and so the other shows have talked about other games like that where you can jump in real quick, play a couple rounds. And I think this was out. the game that Justin asked if I wanted the code. I looked at it. I'm like, that's a Tim game. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. And then let's see. My number seven is Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics, released on June 6, 2020. Again, although my family didn't jump into it as much as I would hope they would, they would have, it's still... I had a lot of fun with it, and especially with the monthly mayhem that we had that the Dads After Dark did for us. I thought that was a lot of fun. And then finally, to round out the top you know, five here, my number six is Burnout Paradise Remastered, released on June 19th, 2020, the day before my birthday last year. And if you haven't heard it before, I love my racing games, and especially... EA's racing games. I like the arcadey type feel that they have on those games, and I have a blast with Burnout all the time. Uh, anytime I go in, that is where it's another one of those games I like having on there. I can jump in and, and do a few races on. So it's my number six. Awesome. Uh, I did not provide dates for mine. Yeah, so. I don't. I didn't either, and I'm, I don't plan on Dude, pulling man, them up. What a beast! Uh, bringing in the dates. I love it. Uh, Jesse, let's go to you. Numbers uh, 10 through 6. Okay. My number 10 is probably a controversial answer because I said Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm. Well, yeah, that w- okay. It was a game I was originally not planning on getting because I didn't well, I didn't have fond memories of New Leaf. Uh, but the community kind of, you know, seeing everyone enjoying it and that that inspired me to get it and kept me playing longer than I would have ordinarily. I think I still put like 60 hours in it. Yeah, it was controversial, but uh, not Contro- a surprise. Controversial <laughs> because it's so low on the list. Yeah. Everyone else is going to have it higher. But not a surprise. <laughs> not a surprise. Right. So my number nine, Clubhouse Games 51, Worldwide Classics, similar to Tim. No one in my else in my house was really interested in it. <laughs> Nice. Uh, but you know, I just walked in and showed me this. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> he, he's got Mandalorian cereal with Grogu flakes. Grogu on the front. <laughs> Grogu yeah. marshmallow bits. <laughs> you know, they really missed the boat on that by not having the marshmallows be shaped like uh, space frogs. All right. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> shaped like space frogs. Little, little red spheres. There anyway, Sorry, back, to Club, back to Clubhouse Games. So, yeah. And, I I don't think I liked it as much as I wanted to, at least not as much as I remember liking the original Clubhouse games. But, you know, I still played it enough. And again, with the Monthly Mayhem, that helped get more play out of it. So again, the community helped. Number eight, Super Mario Brothers 35. I did enjoy that for like the first month or so. Once, you know, once the Monthly Mayhem on that was up, I was done. I had no interest in going back to it. So if the Dads After Dark crew is listening to this, do you see how much of an influence your game, your ga- the choices you make in your games are for us? <laughs> right. 
number seven, the Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE Encore. Again, that was a game I wasn't planning on buying again, uh, but I, we got it as a, as a review code. So I picked it up and actually was able to finish it this time where I never finished the Wii U version. I got stuck in the, in the last dungeon. And that, the, so I, I did enjoy playing through that. You know, that was, again, not a short game. That was like 80 hours. And then my number number six is Dicey Dungeons. I'll talk more about that uh, when we talk about what we're playing. So I'll end it. I'll just end that there. Awesome. Good list, though, and a diverse list. Uh, but honestly, and I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say this, what I expected from you. Because I know oh. the top five are pick cross, pick cross, pick cross, pick cross, pick cross. My, 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 I said a joke earlier saying I, I, I might have five pick cross games in my top 10. And in parentheses, I said, not really, but it almost happened. Uh, Justin, what about you? 10 through six. Yeah. My number 10 is Blood Roots. Uh, this came out in Q1 and it was a phonetic, uh, kind of crazy, uh, just bloody guts kind of fun game and i absolutely loved it uh number nine was control um and this was the cloud version that came out um been having just a blast with that number eight the game formerly known as gods and monsters immortal phoenix rising comes in at my number eight spot uh i thought it was good but it just felt it was okay good um i felt like it was it was kind of i feel like it tried didn't understand what its identity was didn't really understand fully what its voice was and i think it was a little bit of a little bit of everything mishmashed together but i had a great time with it and still loving it uh number seven scourge bringer this is that phonetic crazy uh roguelike rock metal uh game that we all got hooked on in october and is just an absolute blast uh and number six for me is grindstone uh, I loved Grindstone on the iOS, and I have absolutely loved playing it on the Switch. Yeah, it's uh, that's a fantastic game. Absolutely. Good list. Uh, for me, starting with uh, number 10 is Spiritfarer. Uh, it's not a game that I've finished yet, but uh, and that's why, honestly, why it's lower on the list. It just didn't carry as much weight for me as it probably will by the time I finish it. I'm invested in it. I just had games that pulled me away from it at the time. Um, number nine, Super Mario 35. I honestly felt like this one would fall a little bit higher for me. But uh, I'm like Jesse. I feel like, uh, you know, Tetris 99, like they're doing events that have different themes and things. And it seems like there's more of a long-term plan for Tetris 99 than there is Mario 35. And I fell off of it pretty quick. Yeah, um, if, if they did a weekend where it was Mario 2 based, still the same game, but just looked like Mario 2 or Mario 3, I would go I would go back and play those oh, again. Yeah. But they haven't done yeah, anything I, with it other, really than those, other than those event weekends that it just gives you a fixed six levels of, here are six levels with lack of two. Good luck lasting past two of them. Yep. <laughs> Uh, number eight is Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, again, one that I thought would fall a little bit, uh, you know, higher on the list. But um, I I do this system that uh, a friend taught me for how to differentiate between things. Uh, I'll share. I'll talk about it if people want me to. But it, it, 
that's how it ended up lower on the list. There were things that were weighted higher uh, than it. Number seven, like Tim, is Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. I just recently picked this one back up and dove into it uh, because I love the Mahjong uh, in there and I love Yacht Dice. And that's something that's easy for me to, to pick up and play. It's calming. I can play it anywhere. And Justin, you and I agree on number six. Grindstone is fantastic. Uh, I got hooked on it uh, over Christmas break and I sank like three hours into it one night. Like I was like, this is all I can play. It's all I can think mm -hmm. about. Uh, I do feel like it definitely has uh, a major difficulty spike though. Yeah. Uh, and it just gets, there's a point where I'm at right now where it's just like, I don't feel like it's as fun. Mm -hmm. I feel like they could have balanced that out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but and 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 two, I feel like a lot of it uh, is kind of just random. Sure, you know, like yeah. with with the with the creep placements and yep. things. So that's my uh, bottom five. All right, so uh, maybe around the horn here, uh, we'll do it in the same order we just did, but uh, we'll do five for everybody, then four, yep. then three, then two, then one. So, uh, Tim, we're gonna we're gonna jump back to you here. What is your number five game for 2020? Well, I'm going to follow up with my number six with another racing game. Any guess what that would be? Asphalt? Asphalt 9. No, because that came out before 2020. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do play a lot of Asphalt 9. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Yes, it is. Oh, there it is. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Remastered, which was released November 13th, 2020. Um, I put that above Burnout Paradise, and I've mentioned this to other people who have asked which one would, if they could only buy one, which one they would get. And I told them, well, it depends. If you want an open world where you go driving around to your races and take care of those races, then you'll want to do Burnout Paradise Remastered. And of course, if you like the more of the Burnout series with the crashes and stuff like that, you go with that game. But if you like more of the task, on a map type of layout where it's not open world. You just, you know, go to your overworld, you pick where you want to race. Then you start, you start your race. Then you do the need for speed, hot pursuit, which has some burnout elements because it was made by the same company at the time that was built that made the burnouts games. So, uh, but I put need for speed higher, uh, hot pursuit remastered higher than the burnout series, because right now, as I feel, uh, the way I feel about it is that, I like the task element of it where I can just go in, pick the race. I want to do what I feel like doing. You know, if I feel like I want to go be a, a police officer and take down the, the, the bad guy racers, you know, then I can do that. I can pick that race without any delay. I can just jump right into that race. Uh, if I feel like I want to be the racer out running the cops, then I can go do that. And then there's other different types of missions, depending on whether you're the cop or the racer in there. And I, and I like that element of it. So that's my number five, Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit Remastered. Awesome. Uh, Jesse, your number five game of 2020. So, yeah, this is where I started putting Picross games. But I'm like, I had four and five in the list. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about them. They're just Picross games that don't do anything new. They're just more of the same. So what I did instead was I added a Picross games that did add to just a collection of puzzles. So the, my number five game is Murder by Numbers. This was 
kind of like an investigation type of mystery game where you solve Picross puzzles to find the clues to solve the murder. And I, I, I thought that was an interesting take on, on, on how to do a Picross game. Awesome. Justin, what about you, bud? I think people are going to get angry at me for this answer, but I'm going to give it anyways. I'm also going to say the following that like, I don't know about you guys. I found the top three really easy for me to lock down. I found four and five. I was like, yeah, I got a pretty good idea and shifted maybe slightly six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 literally shifted for me for almost the rest of the day. But my number five game for 2020 is Fortnite. Specifically because of the fact that season two of Fortnite came out on February 20th. And so they redid the entire map. They redid the entire world, right? And then you have seen all of the seasons, the chapters that they have dove into this entire year. You know, we just came off of Marvel. We're on another one right now, the Hunter's Collection or the Hunter's Bounty, whatever you want to call it. They continue to evolve and change that game. Now, again, did it come out 2020? Well, no, but when it's a games as a service, a chapter can. And I think a chapter can stand alone as its own piece of gaming. And right? what I've been, um, what, when I've been collecting the patrons' votes, I've mm-hmm. been, if it's something that's a DLC released this year for mm-hmm. an older game, I've, I'm counting it. So season okay. two for Fortnite is completely legit, in my, my opinion. All right. Well, season two for Fortnite. Come at me, bro. Awesome. I'm a lot. I'm a lot more angry about that than I should be. I don't know. <laughs> My f- number five game is Paper Mario: The Origami King. I loved this game, and it hit right in the middle or right around the time that I got COVID, and so I was stuck at home with nothing to do except sit around, watch movies, and play video games, uh, and feel bad. So I played. Paper Mario during COVID and finished it within like three or four days and loved it, loved it. And I know that there are so many polarizing things about this game, the spirits or the volumentals, the, uh, the ring battle system probably being the number one thing with no experience. But to me, it was the best Paper Mario game in ages and it held my attention like none other in recent memory. And it wasn't Sticker Star or Paper Jam. And right. that, for me, was enough. There was no shinies. No shinies. And, the y'all, the sense of humor in that game, the writing is on point. Not just the sense of humor, but the emotional moments as well. On point. Definitely a cool break in the middle of this year. I love it. Highly recommend it. All right, Tim, we're back to you for number four. Sweet. All right. So my number four is Raji, an ancient epic. It is um, an indie game that came out in uh, August 18th, 2020. And I played it. It grabbed me because when I first saw the video, obviously the visuals, I shouldn't say obviously, but for me, the visuals is what grabbed me. And then when I started playing it, the gameplay gave me a little bit of the God of War vibes on the PSP because uh, that's where I started playing God of War games was on the PSP. 
Uh, it's not as gruesome or, or anything like that as the God of War games um, or I guess mature rated as those. It, it, it is probably <laughs> more teen rated than that. So Not, not after dark rated? Right. So, uh, but it's not a perfect game whatsoever. They, you know, you can tell it's an indie developed game. There's some slow parts. There's some, there's some, uh, parts that are graphically an issue. Uh, not sure if it's a switch thing or developer thing. Um, but overall the surprises I got in the game, I had a lot of fun with, uh, there's one part towards the end that just, and I think I posted it. It's just a, a snake battle. I don't even know if you call it a battle, but just the way it was presented just made my jaw drop. And I thought it was really fun and exciting and stuff like that. So I, I'm sorry if I ruined it for anybody because they're probably going to be high expectations if they do play the game and get to that point. And they'll be like, what is that? But just I wanted to share it because that's that's for me. That's what made my jaw drop is that that particular thing. And there was a couple other things, too. But I just enjoyed the story. It was a different type of God god or mythology type story um um you know from indonesia type thing i forget what they call it but you know uh there's a specific name to it and it's slipping my mind but uh so that element of it too a different type of story the history was different than the whole usual greek thing right <laughs> that some of us are been used to seeing even with god of war or yeah, the immortal uses phoenix a, uses rising. mythology that isn't known yeah. by most Americans. Correct. So I, I learned a lot from it. And uh, it's something that I don't usually go back to play games a lot. So I'm hoping maybe I'll give it a, uh, another go a couple of years down the line and want to play it be just because of that mythology. It was fun. So, um, yeah, that's my, uh, Raji and Ancient Epic is my number four. Awesome. Jesse, you're up. Okay. So I promise this is the last Picross game on my list. <laughs> my number four is Pixel Puzzle Makeout League. You know, it's a, a it's a funny sounding name, but you know, while the puzzles are relatively easy, they don't get any more complicated than fifteen by fifteen, which you know for me is a downside, but for most people, it's probably a plus because they. But uh, that it it's a it takes a puzzle game and merges it with a dating sim, and the way the story is handled. It's completely turns up turns dating sim upside down. You would you, what what happened? I did not expect to happen, and there was a great ending. Okay, Justin. My number four game is Hades. Uh, I've absolutely loved it. I thought it was such a fantastic game. I love the art style. The gameplay felt fantastic. The VO, the voice acting was amazing. The story that they told. Um, yeah, I, this had been on my radar for a, a year beforehand. Um, and so when it finally came to Switch, it was like a must-have jump on. Uh, and I enjoyed every moment of it in the ride. And it's just been an incredible, incredible game. Um, so this was, this was one that really hard for me to find its right place in the top five. Um, especially as we consider the other games that are coming up as well, but uh, definitely worthy in that top five, uh, in the top five position. Uh, such a fantastic game. I loved every moment of it. I'm glad I haven't played it yet. Cause that would have been hard for me. I'm sure too, to put it in oh, the top 10. <laughs> yeah. So my number four, and I feel like this is probably controversial is, considering our community uh, and some of the things that they've said about this game is 
also Hades. Uh, I got this game the day it released and played it and went, this is absolutely a gem. And then a butt ton of other games came out and uh, <laughs> as well as like time being uh, crunched for me and it fell completely off my radar. But I started back playing it about three nights ago. I actually erased my file uh, and I had only beaten the first boss and was in like the second part of the underworld. Uh, I, I I completely deleted my file, started it over. It is so good, y'all. Like, I, like if there's anything that I can say negative about it, it is this, is that in the fantastic voice acting, I still sometimes feel like the people that were doing the actual reading were rushed. Like some of those sentences seem like they're just so crammed together. And, but on the other hand, every voice actor in this game is on point. Yeah. So that sounds like maybe just, more of an editing issue than a recording. Yeah. I issue. just wish that it was edited a little bit different. It, 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 it just feels a little rushed. I, like, I guess what I'm saying is I want more of those voices. Uh, but I'm loving it. Um, for me, like I talked about the system that I was weighing games, uh, weighing games with, uh, like for me, it was which of these two games on the list as I compare all of them brings me more, brought me more joy in 2020. And because I didn't spend much time with Hades, it didn't, it didn't fall as high for me. It did fall from some of the others for lots of other reasons. And we can, you can tweet me about those or whatever, but that they would take too long to explain on a podcast. But anyway, Tim, we're back to you for your number three pick. Sure. And just, as you mentioned, you know, um, about not having enough time with that game, there was another game that's on my honorable mentions that didn't make my top 10 because of that, mm. but I'm still playing it. So, that's why it's I couldn't put it on my top ten. Uh, but my number three is Fortnite Chapter Two Season Four, the Marvel season, which went from August twenty seventh, twenty twenty, to twelve one, twenty twenty. I played more Fortnite during that season than any other season, I believe, and I put in a lot of time and got I think at the highest level that I have ever gotten in Fortnite in with that game without having to buy it. <laughs> so uh, I had a lot of bla- I had a blast with that. I had a blast because I was playing with my kids and I still play Fortnite with them. But with that particular season, especially with my daughter and because it was also, I think, at the same time as Extra Life. Right. Because that's when I also did it then, at that time, mm-hmm. too. And just the. It was I was able to sit down and concentrate and have fun. I had goals. I wanted to get certain things and just had fun with it, uh, especially with the extra life uh, people that got to play with me. It, it was a lot of fun. And especially when you get those victory victory royales. Right. So it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm loving this. I Because I felt like in season or chapter chapter one, it was seemed like a little harder to get victory royales. But for whatever reason, this time around, it was a little easier. So, but I don't care how I did it. I don't care if it was robots or not, or bots or not. I still got Victoria Royales <laughs> and I had a lot of fun with it. And I had a lot of fun with the people I've been playing with uh, in their community. So 
and along with my daughter and my son. So that is why Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 4 is my number three. Especially, you know, Venom skin. I had to get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesse? Oh, that's my turn now. Uh, okay, my number three is uh, Spiritfarer. That, that is a game I was just interested in when it was first announced, and that was a game I could not put down when I started playing it. Uh, I, I played it all the way to the end. You know, I think I might, and I loved every minute of it. So if, if you haven't tried that one yet, give it a go. You know, it's, again, it's not short, but it's uh, it's not Dragon Quest long either, but it's uh, it, it's a game worth playing. Yeah, my wife, it was the same with that. And uh, I meant to ask her, you know, what her top games would have been. And I'm sure that would have been in her top three, if not number one for her. But uh, yeah, I think she would agree with you on that one. And by the way, I have Monster Hunter Rise demo now. I finally downloaded. <laughs> well, I don't. It must have heard me complain. So <laughs> mine, is, mine is still queued. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Justin, what's your number three game of 2020? My number three game of 2020 is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Um, I had an absolute, absolute blast uh, with this game. I had it on the Wii U and had only played like I think an hour into it, put it down, totally forgot all about it. Um, and uh, Nintendo was kind enough to send us a code. I don't, jumped into it, and I've loved every moment of this game. I thought it's just been an absolute ton of fun. I love the two-player co-op. I love how easy it was as a parent to split-screen enjoy that. The bingo battles. Um, just it, it has the quintessential Nintendo essence that game does, right? Um, to, to the point where I'm like, I was thinking about the game afterwards. I was like, man, I really hope Pikmin 4 comes out soon. And I really hope it's like this. Like it just, it just, wa- I just wanted more of it. And again, it's not like, it's not a super compellingly hard story. It's not super difficult, right? We're not like the the world isn't being turned upside down, but just, but just it's, it is unabashably cute, adorable fun. Um, and, but also underneath that cuteness of, of these little creatures running around and making funny sounds there is a uh, an intricate control scheme and a system and you know it, it is it's what nintendo does well which is introduce a genre of a game an rts into a game that doesn't the wrapping doesn't seem to fit but makes you understand and value it right and as you're leaving the the the, the world after you've collected all your fruit and like you know, your rocket launches off and like three of these poor Pikmin walk in and they like stare up and you're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. You just wave <laughs> to them. And then like, Good night, the big, sweet prince. Yeah. And then like the big creature comes in and like kills them. You're like, Ugh, right. Like there, there's a, there's a part of you that kind of feels bad. Um, so yeah, this is, this was really incredible. I've, I've enjoyed every moment. of it. Awesome. Uh, my number three game of the year is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I am loving this game. I have not booed or thumbs down one game on your list, sir. Not when they're this good. It's not when they're this good. You can't. Well, wait till number one. Uh, I love this game. I think that it is so brilliant. And the that not only 
were they able to capture Breath of the Wild spirit. They were able to continue to tell the story. I'm still working through it. No spoilers. Uh, I know, uh, you know, everybody dies in the end, but come on. Uh, I'm loving what I'm playing. Uh, the, the, the fact that, um, like, I went back right before this, right before it released, and tried to, to play through Hyrule Warriors, which I've got on the Switch. Uh, I just didn't have time to cut through much of it. Uh, but, like, they they enhanced everything from Hyrule Warriors to this game and still managed to keep the Breath of the Wild charm and the, build the world. And that's really, like, where the bread and butter of this game is for me, is the world building. Uh, and so, like, I will take... Well, honestly, at this point, like I will take every Nintendo franchise in Warriors form. Uh, I'm okay with that. Like if they want to do Metroid Warriors, uh, I'm I'm down with that. If they want to do, I, I'm still calling on Animal Crossing Warriors, the Zombie Gyroid Apocalypse. Like because yes. look, they're not they're not in uh, you know New Horizons. So where are they doing? They're all dead. They're all about to rise up. It's coming. So you got Isabel uh, with an axe. Yes. Yes. Would that not be awesome? Like Isabel, like will be the sweat dripping down her brow. has got the axe. No, 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 no. Doom she's guy gonna DLC. borrow Doom's guy's BFG. Oh, that's yeah. what she's gonna have. That's her. That's her <laughs> when you use the A button and, and do the special. That's what it is. Yes. Doom guy steps out of a portal and. <laughs> <laughs> glasses everybody and then gives Isabel a high five. That's right. Blows him a kiss. He leaves. Yep. Match made in heaven. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Game 3. All right. We're down to our top two games of 2020. Tim, what you got? So this one was tough for me to do because it these two games kept flip-flopping. And I guess I... I might have done kind of like what you were talking about, Marty, even though I don't know fully what you were talking about, how you did these things. <laughs> but I had to weigh, you know, which I had to weigh certain options and I won't go into details, but just, you know, that I had to weigh it out. So but my number two is the Shin Sakai Into the Depths game hmm. uh, that was that was released in March 26, 2020. Uh, I had a ton of fun with this game. And I can't, it's, to me, it's a sleeper hit. Again, I know a lot of people are different and stuff like that. So, but I, it has some Metroidvania elements to the game. I'll say that. And that's probably why I liked it. And, but the story, uh, I guess what you got to put together yourself in your, in your head, because there's not a lot of, uh, um, uh, there's not a lot, there's no voiceovers or anything like that. You have to, you're basically kind of inferring what's going on between because you're all underwater and there's no talking and you're the only like basic human. I'm guessing you're a human being underwater in the, in the underwater suit talking or interacting with a underwater machine. Uh, but overall you're, you're navigating through the ocean and you do, once you get certain abilities, you can go back to other areas, just like a normal Metroid, Metroid game, right? A Metroidvania game. So, but what I really liked about this game was the the ambiance, the sound. You definitely have to play with headphones with this type of game or a really good surround sound system because of the underwater sounds. You hear things from all around and you are... And it's pretty relaxing too. And I played this game when going to bed and 
you know, and stuff like that. So I played. What's not relaxing is the unexpected enemies that come out of the water. Some of them natural, which you actually learn about in the encyclopedia because there's a scanning element of the game where you can scan and you add it to your, your journal of what you've discovered in the water. And then there's some alien or mechanical type things that you find in the water as well. Uh, and then it just builds up to this, to the end, which again, you have to infer what the heck is going on. And there's two different endings depending on how you defeat or get defeated by this, the last boss. So I actually say I was able to save it before getting to the last boss and did it both ways where I lost and saw the ending that way. And I beat it and saw the ending that way. So it was very, I like that aspect. It was very well done. And again, and the graphics are really well done too. I will say this, this game, if I remember correctly, is available on iOS as well. It's uh, it was there first, which is, that's why I got confused (laughs) whether it would count because I thought I saw a 2019 release date which it was, it was released in 2019 for the iOS, but it came out for the the Switch in March 26, 2020. Again, my number two is Shin Sakai Into the Depths. Highly recommended game. Awesome. Uh, And for those of you who are wondering about the the iOS connection, that is on Apple Arcade. Uh, And you can play games on your iPad or iPhone with a PS4 DualShock controller or... um, Xbox One controller, or you can use a couple of the 8-bit Duke controllers as well uh, to connect to those. And that's really cool. I'm playing um, the Pathless on iOS right now uh, because I could either spend $40 on it on the PS5 or play what I'm already getting. I would suspect also Pathless coming to the Nintendo Switch in 2021. I completely agree with that. And uh, if it does and you've not played it anywhere else, Thumbs up. It's good. Uh, Jesse, your number two game. My number two is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Yeah, I, I also had it on the Wii U, and I had played it through twice on the Wii U. So this was my third playthrough. And uh, and But it was, it's been so long ago that I forgot where most of the things were, so it was still mostly playing it fresh. Uh, and uh, I did like the, the the new chapters that were added. That kind of fills in the story gaps, but and I, I didn't like go back and do all of the 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 other missions that were part of the Wii U release. Of course, I don't think I ever did them on the Wii U either. It's just once I was done with the story, I was I was happy it was done. So I might go back and do those again. But uh, I I am also hoping for a Pikmin Four sometime soon. Awesome, Justin, number two. My number two game of 2020 is Ori and the Blind Forest. Now, you might say to me, but Justin, that came out in 2019. And I would say to you, yes. Second, I'd say I didn't even play it until 2020. So I, I, uh, yeah, amazing. And then when Ori and the Will of the Wisps came out, I was like, Let's go. That was my, that I like Ori for me was just like the story, the music, the gameplay. Um, I had heard about Ori beforehand. And then when it came out, I was like, ah, oh, I'll give it a shot. Cause everyone talks about it. 
it absolutely rocked my world. Like I remember, like I remember this is, this is how definitive it is in my mind. I was heading down to traveling to Bermuda for work, had it on hand, handheld. I'm like, Oh, I'll play it on the plane. And I remember like leaving the airport. And then I remember just arriving. Um, and like by the end of it, my hands were like all crunched up like this, like it hurt. My hands literally were like, like just hurting so much when we landed, but I just kept playing. I could not stop playing. Um, it was such a fantastic and amazing game. And it has the Metroidvania aspects that I love. Um, everything about it, it just screams how much I love that game. And then when I heard that Willow Lewis was out and I was like, yes, because it was launching very shortly after Blind Forest for me. And then they were like, yeah, but it won't come to the Switch. I was so heartbroken. And then, like, I wish we had recorded on that day when it was announced for Will of the Wisp and it was live. Cause I, like, it was a, it was adjusting, clapping. It was like, yeah, let's go. Like, like almost a Rogers base outrageousness reaction, <laughs> but really genuine. You needed right? your own so, pillow, Sama. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was incredible. So for me, Ori, Ori was amazing. Awesome. For me, the number two game of 2020 was Animal Crossing New Horizons. I love this game. And it hit at the beginning of the pandemic for me. And it became the, uh, the home away from home. The, uh, the island where no COVID was there and all things were good. And in those early days when we were all learning together and building together and moving in together uh, and experiencing things fresh and new, it was such a wonder to watch people come up with stuff and uh, figure things out. I really wish that we still had the same community around that game uh, months later. You know, I, I feel like the, I don't want to say the shine's worn off, but definitely the steam is is not there. The steam's not in the engine like it was, but it's still a fantastic game. And uh, I I don't think it's here because of 2020. I think I would have enjoyed this game anyway because I do enjoy the Animal Crossing series, uh, but I don't know that it would have placed as high. Again, my 2020 games are about what brought me joy in 2020. Uh, and this was something that I could play with my family that we could talk about, that we could gather around and, and enjoy and work together. You know, my wife and I, uh, our copy, like we live on the same Island. My kids have their own copy that they kind of share back and forth. Uh, and so it was real neat to, to see all that kind of evolve and, and come out of that. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect animal crossing game. I, I still think there's lots that it could do better, but it's my number two game of the year. Drum roll, folks. Here we go. Number one game of 2020. Tim, here we go. So all of those things you mentioned about Animal Crossing is the reason why Animal Crossing New Horizons is my number one for 2020, because it was that was the weight basically that you know we were talking about why it kept bobbling between one and two because 
the weight of Animal Crossing in 2020 for me and my family was so huge. And we still play it to this day, obviously, but not as much as we did throughout the year. But uh, one of the things you mentioned was um, you probably would have put, you would have held it a high regard in 2020 in the same depending in, with, without COVID with or without COVID, I'd say. Right. So I think that we, I would have too, but I would not have had as much family involvement, maybe not even had the kids have their own copy if it wasn't for us being locked down and wanting to play a game together. Yeah. So uh, again, this is why Animal Crossing New Horizons is number one on my list. Uh, yes, there's flaws. I hope they, you know, it's things that they fix throughout the years or they learn from it. And then the next Animal Crossing has, has you know, those things fixed. Um, what do you call it? The 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 life um, fixes or whatever. Um, quality of life. Quality of life fixes. There yes. you go. So those things that are, I hope, would either get fixed now in a DLC of some sort or in, a, in another version of Animal Crossing. But again, great family game. We built it together. And family being my own personal family and our own Nintendo dad's family, you know, like you said, Marty is just watching everybody getting involved, helping each other out, even to this day, even if people are out of Animal Crossing or done with it and not playing as much, they're ready to jump in and help that new person out, whoever comes in and say, hey, you need this. We got you. We got you. And anytime I posted, hey, I'm trying to find this, I get people everywhere just like, hey, I got this for you, you know, and they throw it. They, they just mail it to you. They don't want anything back, you know? So it's just the community is great in it. The family has a lot of fun with it. And I'm sure I'll be jumping back in it again once the next highlighted thing comes out again. And, and, and I, and one last thing I'll say too, one of the, one of the, my games that I'm most nostalgic for is my SimCity game for Super Nintendo. I spent hours and hours in that game when I was younger building and having a lot of fun building the city recreating things tearing it down recreating or getting it destroyed by a disaster right so uh but i got the same feelings with animal crossing the same nostalgia maybe that's why it's number one for me as well is because it gate maybe not as big as sim city that as big as that feels but it's still the same thing where i'm building for a community i'm getting the five star ratings uh, I'm tearing things down and rebuilding things. Maybe not, not to the same extent as other people, but I'm having fun with it. And that's, again, that's why Animal Crossing is my number one. All right. Very well said. Uh, Jesse, what about you? Your number one game of 2021. My number one game is Paper Mario, the Origami King. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, when, when I played it, I knew... This is the top of my list. Let's see if anyone can take it down. And no one did. So they're at the top. You know, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I, I like the story. I like the emotional parts of the, in the middle and then at the end. The, the, the ring based combat kind of grinded on me near the end. And I just started throwing coins at it to get rid of it. But at that point, you had so many coins, you were able to do that. I think the game was designed for you to get sick of the ring system by then. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. It's a fair assessment about the ring system. I had yes. thought of it that way. <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, In I like fact, it. 
Yeah, I, I remember, you know, when, when I unlocked like the best weapons in the game, I bought a bunch of extra weapons just in case I needed it. I never needed it because the game kept giving me the best weapons in the game out of. So I ended up throwing coins away that I shouldn't, that I could have kept yeah. to throw at the rings. There you go. <laughs> that that's that's the way you do it, Justin. Here it is, man. The number one game of the year for you. It is. I want to highlight something first because Jesse's comment of Paper Mario at number one has never shown or illustrated more how different we are in gamers. My list, Paper Mario and the Origami King, was number 12 on my list. <laughs> okay. And it, was, and it was a soft 12, could have really easily moved to 13. I'm not going to lie to you. Gotcha. And, and ironically, Jesse's number 10 game, Animal Crossing New Horizons, is my number one game for 2020. Um yeah, I mean, this was my very first Animal Crossing game. And, um, yeah, like, not only did I just really enjoy anyway, everything we've talked about, the community, the time and place, the safe space, but it was really genuinely a game that, like, my girls just loved. Like, and they just dug into it, and they loved all the, you know, here's houses we can redesign, and Dad, let me tell you this, and we'd be sitting making breakfast, and you know, hey, dad, I was thinking I can do this. And what do you think about that? And and where do I find this? And can you help me? And I heard on a podcast, you can do this. And what do you think? And and so they were just like, it just, it, it was ingrained in the house. Do you know what I mean? Um, and and even now when the updates come out, like they'll be like, hey, dad, isn't it supposed to be like the January update? Like what's happening? What's happening in January? Have you seen, is there an email yet? Is there a tweet? Can you show me? And like, we'll gather around, we'll watch it together. Um, is it a perfect game? No. Is there flaws for sure? And I think it's interesting coming at it from a perspective of someone who's never played Animal Crossing before. I have no vestment. This was this was my first game ever. And if you guys remember, I was also also like, I wasn't super interested in getting this game. It was not a Justin game. But it was a it was the right Justin game at the right time globally. And it just, it just connected. And I, and I check in at least once a week and I do my little routine and I'm kind of sad when someone leaves my island, but I've also kind of learned how to get over it a little bit, you know? Um, and, and just. Justin's yeah. life lessons. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's comforting. It's like a warm blanket. Um, yeah. Animal Crossing. Wow. All right, guys. Well, uh, here it is, my number one game of 2020, and this is the one that I like. I'm feeling like this is the uh, this is the one where everybody riots. All right, on Marty, and I can't help it. It's the one game in 2020 that brought me the most joy that I love the most, and that is. Fortnite. Fortnite is my number one game of 2020 because this is the year that I finally really got into the game. And the joy of playing Fortnite with my son and with other people, Justin included, and playing it at Extra Life with you guys, there is nothing like that. And I have just absolutely put way too much time into this game, way too much <laughs> stuff, money into this game. Uh, and I know that like, you're all, it came out in 2018. Who cares? 
It's the game that got it and Animal Crossing and these other games are the games that got me and through 2020. The content, right? The the content you were playing was still released in 2020. So That's right, <laughs> and and specifically for me, I did not buy the the um, the season three battle pass at all. All right, the 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 ch- well, and, and technically, guys, we're in chapter two, season five right now. Uh, I didn't buy the the other ones. Like I I think I got in in season one, and then two and three I let it lapse. But four, when I found out it was all Marvel, I was in hardcore. Like I was like, I have to get all of these skins. I've got to like I got to get it all right. And I did. I have every Marvel skin except for Ghost Rider and Black Widow and the three that cost 25 bucks. I'm just not, I'm not buying them, but like all the other, I bought Venom. I bought Each are together. You know, already, already had cap. Uh, Deadpool was in one of the, and like I, I'm, I'm with Justin. He said it best earlier. The way this game continues to change and evolve to keep people playing. Uh, I, I'm excited about it. And I know there's people who are way down on this game. Like every time they post something on, Twitter, it's like dead game, dead game, whatever. I don't care. It's fun. It's fun, and I can, it's a game I can play with my kid, and, like, I'm helping him. And, like, today, even this afternoon, uh, I streamed a little bit of Mario Maker 2, but then after that, like, I jumped into a game with him and one of his friends, and we were – it's just fun. It's just – it's so great. This season is fantastic. Uh, it's my It's my number one game of 2020. It's Fortnite. So, guys, that is our list. We ask you to send in your list, and we have several of your responses, uh, and we're going to share those, uh, correct? Uh, uh, what, the- what we weren't going to talk about them this week, but uh, yep. just like we did with the, the 3DS list, I'll aggregate them, and we'll, next yep. week we'll give the official Nintendo Dad's Top 10 of 2020. Yep. Perfect. So, I do um, want to call out one email that do- we did get. Can I we, can I say this is yeah, sorry. do we want to Jesse do we want to put a a cutoff on those today or do we want to you want to give people a couple like patrons a little bit more time or it's a deadline by Wednesday it doesn't take me okay. long to enter them and resort all right so, so when, by Wednesday of next week your top ten list is due to Nintendo Dads at gmail.com or comment on the patron post on patreon.com what was your honorable mention. Oh, are we? Oh. Do, well, yeah. Well, Sorry. Mm-mm. Can we can we circle to your email thing and then we'll come back to honorable mentions? Yeah, there is. There's one email that we did get that's not going to end up in Jesse's uh, Jesse's list. Uh, are you talking about prov- Yako Warner's list? Yeah, yeah, Yako Warner. I do yeah. want to. I do want to call us out because this is really. I love. It. I love it when people send us good emails because it's pretty good. Yako uh, Yako Warner's uh, top ten list of games of the year 2020. Uh, number ten voice chat on Switch. Number nine, Among Us on Steam. Number eight, Man Eater on PSN. Number seven, Paper Mario. Number six, Animal Crossing. Number five, Stadia. Number four, Getting Free Headsets from Steel Series. Number three, Apex Legends on Stadia. Number two, Stadia again. 
For, number, number one, one. I'm just I, this is just call that after dark material. I don't want to give that name out because that is not appropriate. Sure, we'll just say we'll I just looked say it up. I shouldn't have. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, yeah, but we'll leave it there. Uh, Yaka Warner, uh, well done, well done. Let's let's post the number one in our after dark channel. Yep, I'll <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> that that, it, that it, it's that inappropriate that it probably shouldn't even go there. But I'll think about wow. it. Wow! Yakko Warner, on on your, bre- uh, your web browsers, folks. <laughs> Yakko Warner coming in and derailing the, t- the top ten of twenty twenty uh, like a train uh, I, on I, fire. I, I absolutely love the little jabs of free headset or headset from Steel Series and Apex Legends on on Stadia. Thank you. And then the yeah. Stadia twice. I, yeah. uh, I love it. Uh, so let's do talk about very quickly our honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then mm-hmm. we're going to, just so you guys know, after we do this, we're going to close out the show for this week. We're not going to do what we've been playing because we realize that this discussion has been pretty lengthy and we want to be respectful of everyone's time. But let's hit those honorable mentions real quick and then we'll close out here. So, Tim, We'll go back to you. What are your honorable mentions for 2020? So I just kept it to two because I had I actually wrote down 34 games and I had to pare down the games <laughs> and put them in a list. So, uh, but I only kept two, and one of them is Minecraft Dungeons. So I thought that deserved a good honorable oh, yeah. mention. Uh, that was released May 26, 2020. And again, it was a game I thought my son and I or my family w- would we could play together and because it, you know, you could do that, but nope, we played a couple times and that was it. But I had to give it an honorable mention because I had a lot of fun with it and I hope to still be able to play some more in it. And then my other honorable mention is because, and this is what I hinted at before is because I haven't played enough of it. It probably would be on my high on my list. And that's uh immortals Phoenix rising because I, I'm still playing it. I'm not that far in it. Um, I just got to the, uh, the God, the gods. Uh, I forget what it's called, but their their pillar or whatever you call it up in the. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the Pantheon or whatever it's called. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Their, their house or whatever. <laughs> so house. I just, I just unlocked all the, abil- the, the abilities to unlock other things and stuff like that or increase my skills and stuff. So I just got to that point and I felt like I couldn't put it on my list yet. And unfortunately, it won't make my list for 2021, but I had to put it as an honorable mention because I am having a blast with that game. Um, and I highly recommend it, too. So yeah. because it is, especially if you like hack and slash games, along with that Breath of the Wild feel. Um that's definitely uh combat's really good in that game. Yeah. It's it's real feels real good. Uh Jesse, honorable okay. mentions. So I had two and then you you know, you talked me into probably adding a third, which again that the third wasn't released this year, it was released last year, but I played seventy five percent of it this year. So that's Dragon Quest eleven. So I'll I'll mention that, but I won't add it to the to the grid. The two that I will add to the to the grid are Arcade Spirits, so it's another dating sim set in an alternate world's arcade, like again, you know, your arcade versus a rival arcade, and you know, I, you know, I like the story and 
that one I did play through, I think, three times with a different main to uh, to see the different paths. And it, and it did do different things with the end game each each time. And the other one is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. This is, out, is only the second Shantae game I've completed. I've tried to play all of them at one point or another. This one is a little more on the easier side, probably because it was an Apple Arcade game originally. But still, it's if you like that type of game, it's a good game to play. That, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that one because I totally forgot it was out. I, I need to pick that one up and get it and play it. And I'm, I'm looking uh, forward to the uh, Game Boy Color re-release of, of the original game by Limited Run Games. I ordered that. That should be coming in, I think, next month, maybe. Awesome. I don't know. Hope so. <laughs> uh, Justin, your honorable mention games. My honorable, I have three, and I'll be very quick. It was it was very funny. I was talking to uh, Jody, my wife, about this episode. I said, we're doing Game of the Year. And she said, uh, then you need to mention the following game. And I was like, I don't have it anywhere in my top ten. But honorable mentions, it will go. And that game is Out of Space. And this is that, uh, I talked about it before the holiday break. It's kind of that like overcooked space cleaning game. That game has been on constant playing here for the last month in our house. Uh, we played it all over the holidays, had a ton of fun. Again, that couch co-op, couch chaos, absolute blast. So check out Out of Space. Uh, much like Tim, I have Minecraft Dungeons on my list. And then the other one I have, honorable mention, is Neon Abyss was also another one that I really, really enjoyed, had a lot of fun with. Awesome. Uh, well, I made up for all of you because I have five on my list. Wow. Uh, I, these are games that like at one time were on the top 10 and then got like moved off for some reason or another as I thought of other games. But uh, one of them's not even a game, and you'll understand what I mean. Uh, but uh, let's just run through these. Streets of Rage 4 uh, is an honorable mention because I love that classic you know, beat them up, uh, you know, side-scroller thing. And the art on that game is just ridiculously good. Uh, and it feels great to play. Uh, hey, Marty, real quick. Uh, we actually, my son and I downloaded that over the holiday break and be, for us to play it. And uh, I I love it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it, I love the character variation on it. It's just yeah. it, mm, chef's kiss. Uh, the other one uh, that I want to mention here is Exit the Gungeon. Uh, which is the sequel to Enter the Gungeon that came out around the time the pandemic hit. I thought you didn't um, like that game. I didn't, and then I kept playing it. Uh, there's a pretty steep learning curve to exit the Gungeon, but uh, like I just love going back into that world, and it's so different from Enter the Gungeon. I still prefer the original, but I, I would mention it on you know a game that I've really enjoyed this year. Uh, the other one, uh, other few that I wanted to mention were the shady part of me that just uh, was announced uh, during the last Indie Direct. Uh, I picked that up right uh, the day it came out. It's fantastic. I love the puzzles. I love the the ambiance and the the art of the just the, everything in that game is is great. And uh, I haven't finished it yet, but like there's a story there that's building, and I'm very anxious to see where it goes. Uh, the other one is a game that just came out last week, and that is Wingspan, which is a digital version of one of my favorite board games of all time mm. uh, about bird watching and bird collecting and egg hatching. And it sounds really boring until you play the game, 
Uh, and like the game, just everything in that, in that, the, the way the game plays, it just meshes together so well. And I did a how to play slash let's play on our YouTube channel. You should definitely go over there and check it out. I skip Catan, skip all other board games right now. Uh, Wingspan is, is definitely one that's going to see a lot of play time. But then the last thing is honorable mention is, uh, Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch. Uh, I love this little piece of tech and, uh, I count it. I mean, it's a 2020 release. Uh, sure, and counts. so I, it's one of my honorable mentions. It's just a cool little package. And I'm so glad I was able to pick one of them up and, and have that as a collectible, uh, for the rest of uh, it's it's right here in my office by my Game Boy and my Game Boy Advance Micro. So yeah, there it is. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I have one over there still in box, never opened it. Yep. Right now, right in fact, all of us have one. <laughs> uh and and you know, here's the thing. Like I beat Super Mario Brothers on it. It will probably never get played again. That's okay. Hey Marty, in, in regards to Wingspan, I uh just to let you know we that another game my son and I downloaded was the Carcassonne game it's great too and then we had a lot of fun with that yeah um Catan. the reason i said to avoid it is, is it doesn't the version for switch is not good and it's almost universally panned by people but uh if i'm recommending board games on the switch it's wingspan carcassonne and sagrada which is a really cool dice based like um stained glass window building game it just has some really cool mechanics and has a fantastic single player mode uh, for people who don't have anybody to play with. So, and Wingspan's online too, which uh, is really interesting. It's just, it's so well done. So those are my honorable mentions. Well, guys, uh, that is the end of the show. But before we go, I would be remiss if I did not remind you that this weekend is the latest um, event from Tetris 99, the Maximus Cup number 19 featuring Kirby Fighters 2, um, the lost Kirby game no one cares about from 2020. <laughs> uh, and uh, that is live as of your hearing this. And um, we wanted to remind you about that so you don't miss a theme, right? Uh, and we've got a couple of emails that uh, we are going to hit before we close out the show, Justin, would you dive into those and read them, please? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Marty. Uh, and there are two questions actually from Patreon. Um, and so the first gotcha. one is from our friend uh, Christopher. And Christopher asks, Screen Rant posted an article about a leak which reportedly included a name of Breath of the Wild sequel and a release date. They removed it fairly quickly. Thoughts? And also the leak was posted by Twitter user Gothnel, and it had the name of Legend of Zelda as Echoes of the Past. The post on Twitter also indicated the beginning of Splatoon 3 and Mario Odyssey 2 in 2021. So I guess it's, you know, let's talk about that leak. Um, you know, first, I think, I think the, here's my high level on that, Chris. I think the leak is pretty bogus. Um, yeah, I think, they, that I think they overplayed their hand. Yeah, for sure. Like they way over. Also, like every game was being released on April 23rd. Every game. Um, that seemed a little bit high. Yeah. Um, I do think that like the question really here that you're leaning into is a couple of things. Do we think we're actually going to get a Breath of the Wild 2 in 2021? Do we think that the title could be Echoes of the Past? And what is the probability of Splatoon 3 and Mario Odyssey 2 hitting in 2021? 
So maybe I'll tackle each of those really quickly. And, um, and, the, and guys, you guys can kind of chime in where you see it as well. Um, do I think we can get Breath of the Wild in 2021? Yes, I do think it's possible. Um, I think if it's going to be somewhere, I think it might be that, you know, I've said before, it'd be a banger if it was that April game or, or March game with, uh, you know, on the anniversary date. Um, but I think COVID may have pushed it. So I think it may be in November. I'd love to see it. Echoes of the past from the trailer that we've seen. Um, Echoes of the past could be part of it, right? We've seen Ganon come back again. So I think that sounds like it could be a lot. Like it doesn't seem out of, out of reach possibly. So I don't have my stock in that. Um, Splatoon, excuse me. Splatoon 3 and Mario Odyssey 2. It has been four years since we would have had those entries into the system. Development cycle time, that sounds, it could, could happen. Um, I don't think it's outside the realm possibility. I just don't know if, like, are we, are, are we okay to see a sequel, like a Splatoon sequel already in, on, on the same console? I don't, I don't know. And, and guys, what do you guys think of all this? For the Breath of the Wild thing, I think that uh, I, I probably believe Mario Odyssey 2 and Splatoon 3 more than Breath of the Wild, simply because of how little we've been shown of Breath of the Wild 2. Like, for it to, for it to surprise launch um, in, in March or April of, ne- of this year, I just don't, I don't see it. I, I personally think that, like, a lot of the smoke around... Breath of the Wild 2 coming out, you know, whatever uh, that we saw middle of last year was really about Age of Calamity. Uh, and people just had their sources mixed up. But Odyssey 2, I, I probably would would put in the, I think we will see some kind of new Mario game in 2021. Uh, Splatoon 3, uh, depends on if there's going to be a new Mario Kart next year or not. Uh, I Because... I think Nintendo may have learned its lesson a little bit in releasing uh, Splatoon 2 and ARMS so close together uh, that maybe we won't see them do something like that so soon. Uh, Content is over for Splatoon 2, so it wouldn't surprise me to see 3. But I don't know that we're ready for it yet. My answer is coming next week. Ah, (laughs) predictions next week. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say the same thing about the Zelda. I have predictions, so I'll hold off on next week on that. For regarding Mario Odyssey 2, I don't think so, because Nintendo normally doesn't do sequels like that the one time they did with Galaxy. It was a fast turnaround. So if they would have done it, they would have done it. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, we'll go to another uh, Patreon um Actually, you know what? We'll go to this one actually first. We're going to do an email that was sent in to us. Email comes in from Mecha Dragon. Mecha Dragon says, Hey, dads, it's Mecha Dragon here. My birthday is at the end of this week, um, January 10th, actually. Uh, and since it's my birthday, I want to ask your dads to do something that I've always wanted you all to do for a while now. Do you see this <laughs> pony below? Rate it on a t- scale of one to 10, with 10 being the highest, and give me your harshest critiques about her. Um, and I will give a cookie to whoever can explain uh, the color reference. Uh, Jesse, are we able to pull this up to share screen? Maybe I'll, pull up an email. I'll see what I can do. All right. So let's let's give that a, a couple of moments here. Uh, lads, do you guys have this up in your email? I'm looking for it right now. Okay. I actually hold on a second here. I can make. Can I I'm share my screen, Jesse? 
You should be able to. Okay, hold on a second here. I had Mecha. There it is. Ah, that's not it. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, come on, you stupid thing. Refresh. I just don't need everybody jumping into our email being like, oh, that's what it looks like. Come on. Did he send it yesterday? Oh, my gosh. Here it is. Okay, I've got it. Hold on. Hold on. I've got it now. I apologize. Share my screen. Hold on. I, I, I think I know what the colors represent. Oh, I do. And I, I, I want my cookie. Yeah, I want my cookie, too. There it okay. is. There it is. Um, l- let's go around the horn. Um, scale of one to ten. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I like the color combinations. Um, and uh, the headset looks cool. My biggest critique of it is that uh, the glasses I don't like. Jesse, I, 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 I see. I, I've never critiqued someone's OC before, so uh, I, I, you know the the main is very poofy, and I'm not used to seeing that when it comes to these things. The I, I do like the cutie mark; it's a, a, a D pad and buttons. You can't though. Looks like half of it's hidden by that poofy main. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of. I, I you know like the headset as the accessory. Even has like you know hair binders that has a D pad on it. I don't know what the colors represent. Oh Jesse, come on! I haven't I haven't had. I have a pretty good idea as well, but I'll wait till Jesse's done. I'm very uh, nostalgic for this thing. Yes. Uh, I'll. I just talked about a game for it. <laughs> Tim, let's let's head over to you. You guys go. All right. Uh, I think this is awesome. I I I like the the po- I like the how people are taking the pony stuff and and making it their own. And I think this is pretty cool, especially if it's. Um, I probably would have these colors too if I, because of the nostalgia I have for what it represents. I'll let Marty talk about it when he goes, but uh, it's. Um, and my two favorite colors are red and black, so I like how that's mixed in there as well. I'm trying to think of anything that I would critique on it, and maybe maybe it's with the main as well because it is hiding that I guess what you call it, Jesse, the cutie mark. Yes. So, um, but yeah, it's um, I think that's the only critique I can think of it, and it's just uh, it's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, so coming from a uh, a household where we were pretty deep into the pony thing, uh, uh, you know, about four or five years ago, my daughter loved My Little Pony. Uh, Saw a lot of ponies. uh, Knew a lot of ponies. Uh, This one's cool. Uh, I would say that I, I, like, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it the Justin Masson 11 out of 10. Uh, (laughs) And so... The uh, but the critique here is this is I think the art styles are mixed because like the actual pony body looks like the friendship is magic style, but then you've got the like the anime inspire, inspired hair, and I would kind of like to see it all be one style. But Jesse, I'm gonna give you a hint that's gonna help you get the color reference your 3DS, Super Nintendo colors. Yeah, it's a Super Nintendo ladies pony. and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and this gentlemen, is a Super there Nintendo we go. Pony, the SNES pony. Uh, that's really cool. Pretty cool. Uh, 
Mecha Dragon, happy birthday. Uh, you are such an active yes. member of our community. We're so happy you're part of this. Uh, thank you, thank you, and thank you so much for sharing uh, that icon with us and, and allowing and us the ability look, to do it can as Can I well. tell you something? Mecha Dragon came in clutch and picked me up a mug from Nintendo New York before they sold out. Was that the anniversary 35 the Super, stuff? The Super Mario 35 mug. I um, saw that. I was so jealous. It, it Canada yellow, got any of that yellow stuff mug. Yet. And it says Super Mario 35, 35th anniversary on it. And I was just like, oh, it's a yellow mug. You know, I like that color. I'll get it. He sent it to me and it's actually like metallic gold, like a gold. Oh, wow. It's really cool. I saw yeah. the stuff that the UK has got right now. And I'm like, I'm almost thinking about purchasing it and have it shipped to Canada. Like they got, they got some, they got some nice stuff. And I'm like, come on, let's just get that going here. Absolutely. Right. Uh, we got one last uh, question here, uh, which I think we'll be able to cover pretty quickly. Uh, Jesus asks first, "Happy New Year's!" I get that Nintendo is doing is uh, I get it that Nintendo is getting another developer in house, but the question I have is pretty interesting. Do you think that with a new developer, Nintendo will ever go back to making budget games? I understand that we've had Clubhouse games at a lower price as some um, and others similar, but what about comparisons between the Game Boy and DS games and GameCube and Wii U? The former were priced between thirty and forty dollars, and the latter at fifty to sixty, and were definitely um, different lengths to finish. Would Nintendo ever do something similar to this with the current console? In other words, a cheaper Mario game that isn't as long as Odyssey or shorter top-down Mario? I get that we had Link's Awakening, but it was a full price at $60. But would or could Nintendo do anything that would make it cheaper or shorter games of the major brands? Or are we always going to have full price long games of major brands? Can we, can we not have a cheaper Metroid game that is a 2D platformer or top-down exploration while we wait for full-blown Metroid Prime 4 or a fast romp in the Mushroom Kingdom while we wait for Mario Odyssey 2? Wouldn't Super Mario 3D World be something that would be fall um, easily fall under that, removing the Bowser's Revenge add-on? Anyways, have a great year and a great show. My first thought was, even though we talked about it earlier, the, it's you know now a Nintendo development studio, but they've been a Nintendo development studio for at least the last nine years, you know, dedicated, and so all, there's like basically a net zero. They, they they don't have a another development team they've always had this team so i don't think we're going to see anything faster uh as a mario and a zelda game on a budget uh no you know we we, we saw link's awakening sell for 60 bucks where it probably shouldn't have they saw that too and we'll keep doing stuff like that <laughs> as far I, as non mario and zelda i would like to say yes i hope so but Again, it depends on what, what they can squeeze out of the development teams. Yeah. I think as far as buying next level, I don't think that that is for budget games per se. But I'll I tell you what I, a thought that I had when I read this question that I thought would make for great budget titles. And it's this. Remake Game Boy games for Switch. Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land 2, Obviously, Link's Awakening was a pretty good success for, for Nintendo, but they could remake some of those old first-party games. Uh, and I think, you know, once once they get an engine, especially for like Mario Land, you know, they could, re, they could crank Mario Land 2 
out pretty well for that. And then dive into some of those Wario games because we've not seen a Wario game on the Switch yet. Well, uh, bring back game and uh, br- uh, bring back WarioWare and use that as a budget title or, or uh, do updates to the Clubhouse games and let that be part of the budget title stuff uh, or just do different uh, things with that. I, I think that as we move into next gen, like you've got PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X games that are going to be 70 bucks at, at retail, you know, like day one. Nintendo's sitting in a pretty sweet spot where they're able right now to offer their games for 49 or 59. Uh, and then like at my local Walmart, they're 10 bucks off, uh, as well as I think almost all Walmarts across the United States. I know that's not for everybody. No, it but, is mine. Uh, well, I meant like it's not for everybody. Like being outside of America, it's probably right what they do. But uh, I, I think that I don't want to say forty nine dollars is the new budget title price because that I hate that idea. But at some point, I think Cyberpunk 20, uh, 2077 proves that um, there's got to be money behind development, right? And if the money doesn't follow the development, then we get games like Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of maybe flip this a little bit. I do think we have had um, a budget um, Zelda, and that's Cadence of Hyrule. Um, and I and I think that they they have dabbled with some of those ideas. Um, and I think those are some of those fillers. We don't we don't see a lot of them right now. We don't see a ton of them. I would love for it. I think these are great opportunities to kind of have microed short bursts, short form content that kind of helps fill those gaps or it's almost kind of, you know, in some ways it's kind of like the idea of like the Mandalorian versus a Star Wars movie. Do you know what I mean? Filling some of those stories and, uh, and those gaps. I would love that idea. I think it's an awesome idea. It won't be done and it won't be done because of money. And that's the simple premise around it because they know that they can get, um, they can sell a game for high price. They can sell it for 60 or 80 bucks or whatever it is, and it will move. And that's the unfortunate reality of it. Tim? Yeah, my, uh, my, don't, you guys pretty much said everything I would say. The only thing I would add to it is the, I think there's still some other games on the horizon that could fill those things. Like we haven't seen a Mario versus Donkey Kong type thing yet. If there is even one type of game like that going to come out where those type of games usually were those budget games, right? You could go and download them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, indie developers could come in and do something as well. And that's on the cheaper end of the scale. So and while indies um, may not have rights to use Nintendo IP, like Cadence of Hyrule did uh, still that the indie games fill that gap in general anyway. Yeah. So Nintendo really doesn't have to. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, as always, thank you for sending in your questions, your comments, your emails. Uh, we will we will read them and get to them as much as we can on each show, as long as we don't talk for two and a half hours okay. at a time. Right? Before we do the closer, uh, can I do a plug a few things? Sure. Okay. Ooh. Okay, so for, you know, first, since since I didn't get a chance to talk about Dicey Dungeons, if you want to hear about it, listen to Dads After Dark. That came out earlier this week. Um, basically, if you like Slay the Spire... You'll like this game, we most likely. Um, I put out a video early, last week or earlier this week on unboxing of Atari VCS. It's a, it's a combination of an unboxing 
uh, set up and configuration and then a little bit of a let's play at the end. It's about 50 minutes long. If you're interested in it, have it a look. I've had multiple people tell me this is actually getting me curious and wanting it. And, you know, just, you know, quick, quick bottom line. If just, just as a console, probably not that great, but as a cheap, mediocre mini PC, it's probably pretty good. I haven't tried it that way, but I've seen other channels install Windows and put emulators on it, and it, it runs emulators up to PS2 pretty well. Cool. That's and then great. also talking about YouTube, we are currently 44 subscribers away from 5,000. 44! 44 subs away from 5,000! Let's do it! Let's do it! Uh, Marty, Marty, yes. before we leave, I think there's one more thing. What? So, ladies and gentlemen, this oh, has been yeah, teased one a little bit thing. with more things. Marty, now he's like, "What's going on?" It took me Mar- a minute. I'm sorry. I know, Marty. Do you want to? Do you want to chat this out? Yeah. So, um, guys, uh, we are extremely happy and extremely proud to announce that we are adding a brand new podcast to the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts as of today. We are welcoming RetroLogic to the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. Dan and uh, John over at RetroLogic have been great fans of the show, great friends of ours, and they are doing fantastic work over there talking about all things retro. Uh, And we had spent the last... I guess month or so having some conversations with ourselves and with Dan about what it would mean for them to join up with us. And uh, we're excited to officially welcome them to the Nintendo dad's family. Uh, what does that mean for retro logic? Is anything going to change? Are we going to make them only talk about Nintendo and they're not going to be able to talk about Sega or Sony or Microsoft anymore? No, here's the thing. Nothing about retro logic is going to change. And nothing about Nintendo Dads is going to change, except for RetroLogic will be your official home for all things retro related to Nintendo. And so some really cool stuff's coming down the pike, but I am so excited uh, to get to work with Dan and John and y'all. Look at this. I mean, this is uh, Nintendo Dads, Dad Crossing, Dads After Dark, The Dinner Table, and now RetroLogic being a part of uh, the Dad's family, yeah. I am super excited. Becca says we really do have a Nintendo Dad's podcast Mick Universe. Mm-hmm. Mick Universe. <laughs> oh, then that would mean all of our fans are just little nuggets, Mick Nuggets. Now we were hunting for a name for our for our uh, patrons, you know, because well, like kind of not not MC Universe, but MIC, like, but oh, a mic. A Mike. A Mike Universe. Okay. Yeah. I get not it now. Not, but, yeah, because there's no such thing as Mike Nuggets. Those would be. Yeah. That, that would sound weird. But anyway, you can stay <laughs> I always call them my peeps. They're all my peeps. Your peeps. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so you can stay tuned for more information on that from us and RetroLogic. And we'll you'll be seeing some stuff from us uh, together over the next few days. And listen, uh, RetroLogic is not just uh, a podcast. It's also uh, Dan Blockfort Retro's store. And so if you're looking for retro games, you can go over there and check him out. 
He posts new stock every week over on eBay, and you can, um, you know, I know that he would appreciate you coming. And, and they already have their own podcast feed since they're a pre-existing yes. podcast, so I don't think that's changing either. No, it's not. We're, so, we're so, simply welcoming welcoming them into being part of the family. So, you know, people in the, in the chat has been a, are asking. So, they won't be on our channel. If you're interested in listening to them, you'll have to find them on your podcaster. Yes, just search uh, in your favorite podcast uh, app of choice, Retro Logic, and boom, there you are. Uh, so, guys, that is it for episode 309 of Nintendo Dad. It's been quite a journey. Tonight, through our game of the year and other assorted Nintendo news, we will be back next week with more. Don't forget Gaming for Guru coming up next weekend. Uh, you can go over to uh, our Twitter right now and find all of the uh, uh, ways that you can give and get involved. And be sure to check us out on Monday as we reveal our stream schedule and prizes uh, for Bobby's birthday. Or so, join as- in, too, on the dinner table. You can join in. We're going to do it live. Yes. Yes, Dinner Table is going to be live uh, that Friday night, the 15th. And so you can check that out. I'm at live on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, t- yep. Tim will host it like normal, and I'll just be then streaming it. So Very Tim cool. doesn't have to do anything special on his end. It'll be on me <laughs> doing the hard part. Uh, you can head over to <laughs> TeePublic uh, or our website, discovered at NintendoDads.org. You'll find the link to our TeePublic and Redbubble sites to buy, to buy that uh, Gaming for Guru merch as well as pick you up something for Nintendo Dads while you're over there. Huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio. You guys are awesome, and as well as every single one of our over 100 patrons over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Be sure to check us out all over social media. Just type in Nintendo Dads, and we are there. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-256-3237. That's 929-25-N-DADS. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music you've heard throughout the show. And uh, remember, sharing is caring. Go share us with some friends. Rate us on your favorite podcast app of choice. And written reviews are always the best to help people find us. For me, for Justin, for Tim, for Jesse, this has been episode 309. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 44. Just 44. 44. Go sub. Hit the bell. Ring. Subscribe. 44. 44. 44. 44. 44. Smash that like button. Ring the bell. Subscribe. Do the thing. Buy the stuff. Do it. Do it. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses. 44.